Here's a nifty idea. When you grow and prosper, your community grows and prospers too. That's how it works when you bank at Arundel Federal Savings Bank, keeping your money in the community. Arundel Federal only accepts deposits and lends right here in the state of Maryland. Your deposit might help finance a first home, help launch a new business, or send someone to college. Learn more at ArundelFederal.com. Arundel Federal, a Maryland community bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Check out The Cancer Signal, a new podcast presented by Grail, where we discuss the latest innovations transforming cancer detection. I am your host, Kim Tibaldo former CEO and executive chair of the cancer support community. Each month I talk with members of the cancer community about multi-cancer early detection, its science and evolution, and how we are working to transform cancer detection. The Cancer Signal episodes are available now. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I'm Steve, and I'm joined, as usual, by my tag team partner in podcasting, and that is Jeff Lipman. Jeff, how are you this week? Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all of the millions and millions of Hammerlock Hangover listeners. Um, yeah, I'm, do- I'm doing well. Coming off full gear. Just turned off dynamite. Uh... We got Survivor Series going on this weekend. I can't blame so, you for turning off Dynamite. Well, it ended. Oh, really? It's canceled? Maybe. <laughs> oh, yes, maybe. A parade in the streets will definitely be in order if they ever cancel that shit. Oh. Jeff, we've got a lot to talk about. You know, last time we talked was two weeks ago. You know, World Cup started. You're, um, you're actually wearing. People can't see you, but you're actually wearing a Ecuadorian um, soccer jersey because Damn right. uh, because your life partner is is Ecuadorian. That's right. This is an Ecuadorian household. That's right, Ecuador. I was very impressed that uh, Ecuador beat Qatar in that first round match and we're going to get into wrestling eventually in a minute but this is just well, you know Ecuador they 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 train at a high elevation you know they're not susceptible to the heat like others are they're basically invincible immortals they were they were very impressive um i think they held back and rightfully so. Obviously, every time they scored as a goal, the, the, the first match was 2-0 against Qatar. They could easily wipe the floor with Qatar. But I think because Qatar is the host country, they were like, let's not run up the score. And every time that anybody scored a goal, they didn't do anything over the top. Well, I can tell you right now, mm-hmm. Jeff, mm-hmm. that if the elite, um, if if CM Punk was the nation of Qatar, um. And the elite popped off the way that they do, you know, the way they do after CM Punk. Uh, they would not be making it home. Will they be doing Pele kicks all, all day long? Yeah, without a doubt. Could be. You could be right. Who knows? 
Um, but the Andean gods have prevailed. They have for now. Jeff, yeah, we've well, got a well, good amount we, of we stuff. We were mocking CM Punk tonight, but the Chicago crowd was booing the heck out of the elite. It was it was it was fun. Thank God that newer crowd um, was eating their shit up, and you know. I've told you, I, I once made the mistake of going to the Prudential Center. They call it The Rock because, you know, the Prudential insurance logo yeah. is right. a rock. rock. Yeah. Uh, but really, because Newark is um, a cesspool um, and it's easy to score rock on the streets, that's really the reason why they call it The Rock. Well, that's um, good because you sell rock. <laughs> rock. That's right. You rock steady. And without a doubt, you know it, baby. Uh-huh. Jeff, we got to talk about a lot of stuff catching up on the last two weeks of wrestling. You know, um, New Jersey has a long history of hating CM Punk. He's He was always hated in New Jersey, even going back to Ring of Honor days. Really? I did yeah. not know that. I mean, yeah. and again, like, I don't know why. I mean, maybe they're smarter than other people because CM Punk is an ass. Um, but yeah, this is this is a fun battle between factions of asses. Um, but yeah, I know you don't watch Dynamite, so you didn't see that one of the Jackson sort of made fun of the, um, the, the shot Lariat. It? Yeah, I saw that on, on Twitter. I saw the video. Yeah, and there were a couple of other things as well. But anyway. Yeah. I saw that. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it in a little bit. But okay. we're fucking ridiculous. Like, CM Punk was absolutely correct. He was working with a bunch of children. And it's so obvious. It is so fucking obvious. But we'll talk about the... wrong. I just said the, the, the time and place that he chose to do it was wrong. I don't think that you said he was wrong, but there's a lot of people. And obviously, like, you know, we were just talking about how the entire arena in Newark, New Jersey, was um, booing the shit out of him on Sunday for full gear. But, you know, he's got a point. We you know, we can get into that in a little bit. That's so what you just said to me, you said we'll get into it a little bit and then you proceeded to get know, into it. That, that was a really little bit. I'm trying to like, you know, um, hype up the rest of the show. We've got lots to oh. talk about. Thunder, Thunder, Thunder Rosa relinquishes her AEW title, but doesn't show up. By the time the show goes up, will she have been formally released or not? I don't know, but I think you're I onto think, yes. something. I say that I she's granted with her, her release will be granted. It'll be released. They'll put out a Twitter statement somewhere around 4.30 p.m. tomorrow. See, I don't think so. You were on to something. I saw your, twi- your tweet earlier. You saw my twat uh, earlier? I saw, I saw your twat yeah. earlier. I, I saw it. Or, I saw all of it. It was just so gaping and wide. It is. I'm a hoe. And. And, <laughs> and, you know, I think, you know, AEW, we've had this conversation where AEW doesn't announce when they release somebody. They just do it on the hush. Like Sonny Kiss. No, you don't you don't see Sonny Kiss. Still on the roster? I don't think so. He's occasionally with the Trustbusters. Yeah, the, the Trustbusters, you mean like... Uh, the guys on uh, Discovery Channel. Exactly right. Those are the ones. 
Um, might as well be. I mean, remember when the baddies first started and then they got blowback because it was like only hot women. So then they made it inclusive and Sunny Kiss was a baddie. And then in the bad, you had like, you had like, uh, obviously trans woman in the baddie section and like it was supposed to, and they were women of different shapes and sizes and colors. And, and thank God by now they've gotten, their, they've gotten their senses back and the baddies are back to just being a couple of hotties. They fired Kiara Hogan this evening and it's back to Red Velvet and Layla Gray. And it's, uh, they even had to bring back Mark Sterling as legal representation to get Kiara Hogan to sign the release. So, yeah, so the baddies, so we can have some common sense even in AW and thank God for Jade Cargill, a role model to us all who has proper baddies. Absolutely. And we got to talk about Bow Wow. Sorry, rap star Bow Wow. We'll get into that. I, I took a, uh, I've got a real bone of contention with At the label. At least they promoted it in advance. That's all I'll say. The, the label of rap star Bow Wow. Um, I've got, I've got a bone to pick with that. It'll be, um, a, it'll be a monologue because I have no idea what a rap star Bow Wow is or isn't. I know Bow Wow Wow. <laughs> I want candy. That's exactly, that's exactly my point, Jeff. But we're going to oh. get into that. Um, obviously, our thoughts on Full Gear. I watched it. I paid fifty bucks for it. I didn't. I saw it for free. Oh, see, I should have came Jim, over. To Jimmy, Jimmy paid for it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Seth, <So> shut up. <laughs> what we'll, we'll t- discuss that, and then Survivor Series predictions, and all of all of the other stuff that the nonsense that is going on in professional wrestling since you love Seth Rollins can you explain to me what his character is trying to be now he's the joker I don't know what that was but the closest thing I could think of is it seemed like Bray Wyatt <laughs> speaking no he's the joker all right he's the joker but I think he's he he started off wanting to be Heath leather Le, Heath Ledger Joker and now he's like gone to the other spectrum, and now he's like Caesar Romero Joker. <laughs> well, whatever it is, doesn't he know he's supposed to be a face by now? I mean, hasn't anyone clued him in that he's a face? No, I don't think so. I don't think he wants to be a face. Is it, well, we'll get into it because this is this is a weird triple threat coming up. Yep. So um, we'll talk about that. Plus, we're gonna toss around some ideas for. You know, I, I had an interesting argument a couple of days ago with a friend of mine that was like, you know, AEW is so hot that Warner Brothers is giving them, you know, show after show after show. And I was like, oh, really? What are these shows that AEW is spinning off? Because mm-hmm. they're not wrestling shows. They're like these half-baked reality shows. So I thought it would be a fun game for us to go banter back and forth on – um, proposals, pitches, so to speak, on some of these AEW reality shows. Okay. But Jeff, I guess let's start with um, the biggest news of tonight, at least uh, from my, what I see on Twitter, which is uh, Thunder Rosa handing over, relinquishing this AEW women's title. Um they made a big deal of this. They, the IWC, and even AEW, because you know they they wheeled out Renee Paquette, because you know whenever real news has to break, Renee is the one that needs to do it. Right, and they had to wear a booby shirt to distract people. <laughs> That's right. And so Renee comes out and she says, "Oh, you know, 
uh, something to the effect of like AEW management was forced to take the title off of Thunder Rosa and Thunder Rosa and AEW management have come to an agreement. This is the biggest fucking load of hogwash. Um, if, if at any point in time, WWE was going to perform something to this manner. I don't, first off, I don't think that they would allow an interim champion. They haven't. No, they, they, don't. they just stripped um, Sasha and Naomi of their tag team belts in a possibly similar situation. Exactly. And so, you know, I don't know. I just feel like they've dogged. Thunder Rosa for a long time. She's said it herself subliminally. If you listen to her on th- on Busted Open Radio on Sirius XM, Jeff, your thoughts on Thunder Rosa relinquishing the title, not showing up, and Jamie Hader. I guess we can talk, you know, adjacently about Jamie Hader becoming the new women's world champion. Well, also Tony Storm's reign was elevated from interim to a proper champion uh no interim tag there yeah th- i mean this this is weird the way they did it uh i know you remember that when they first did an interim champion title with cody we criticized it it was weird it was dustin wrestling against sammy but we're like all right whatever at least i was i'm more forgiving of aw than you are i'm like all right we know that cody's supposed to be back in two weeks and Whatever. If they do it once, it's not a big deal. But if they do it again, now it's precedent and they're stuck with it. And they did it again because people are always getting hurt there. Um, And now it's precedent. They're stuck with it. And uh, they should have made a rule that that interim is only if we are reasonably certain or 100 percent certain that somebody's coming back within whatever, six weeks. You know, make up a number, 30 days, 60 days. I don't really care. Uh, Just something and stick to it. Um, Thunder Rosa's injury was always sort of oblique. um, And like she was she was targeting January, which is it's weird now that it's a month away because there's been no announcement saying that it was going to be longer. So if if she's actually healthy in January and she's not released, uh, I, I don't know what the agreement is. Obviously, it involves money, um, but I, I think she's being released. I think the interim thing was always a mistake. Um, I, I have no issue with Hater. I thought that they waited too long to pull the trigger on her. I'm not a big Jamie Hater person. I don't hate her, but I, but I was, you know, but I saw the fan support for her. I, I saw that it was organic. I was just afraid it was going to be another one in a line of, you know, sort of false flags where people cheered them and they get the title and they abandon them, which still might happen. But I thought they missed the boat when they should have uh, turned her against Britt Baker or the other way around about 10 weeks ago, whenever it was. But it looks like the, the, the fan base stuck with Jamie Hader. So, okay, fine. You know, uh, uh, harmless, harmless foul. And they still have the Brit Hader story to tell. And, you know, now they have Sarai in the mix. So, um, you know, I'm okay with the Hader thing. I'm okay with re- removing the interim tag because I thought it was stupid to begin with, especially for the, these long-term um, injuries. But yeah, I, I think that Thunder Rosa is absolutely released. I think that she's getting a nice severance and, you know, maybe a, a shorter non-compete than they were banding. But, you know, there were a lot of rumors, remember, about Malachi and still about CM Punk, that there were going to be six-month non-competes and things. Maybe they, you know, moved it to 60 or 90 days or whatever. I, I don't know. And whatever. But 
I guess we'll I guess we'll find out soon. Um, but I think it's overdue. I think it sucks for her. But uh, you know, but this whole interim thing is stupid. And hopefully, they've learned the lesson, and they're not going to do interim champions anymore. I don't think that they've learned their lesson. Like we'll I, I feel like. To- I feel like Tony Khan is a guy that doesn't learn any type of lesson. Well, I think you're um, right. I mean, from the, from the media scrum, I mean, this whole Tony Storm Thunder Rosa, everyone fighting each other on social media started right after the media scrum. So clearly he didn't learn a lesson. So I'm saying hopefully he learns a lesson. But unfortunately, we'll find out because it's only a matter of time before another champion can perform. I mean, I don't know if Pac's broken nose thing was a work, but that looked like a real medical mask as opposed to the wrestling, you know, Phantom of the Opera, like fake nose guard kind of thing that looked more yeah. like the Bill Lambier. Um, but maybe it was part of a work. I, I don't know. But one thing we know is, is at some point, another AW champion will be injured and not, not able to defend their title. This is true. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it, this leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Obviously I'm a big fan of Thunder Rosa and what she's done. Um, her battle with Britt Baker uh, was one of the highlights, if not the highlight of AW's abysmal women's division. And to see that Thunder Rosa has been treated in such a negative fashion by AW with all the shit talking that they've allowed Tony Storm to, to pop off so much. on. Um, and others, it's just, it's disheartening to see and I feel for for Thunder Rosa. I know some people are going to say that, oh well, she had it coming because you know she sandbags uh, some of these girls in the in in the matches. Thunder Rosa's been doing this for a fucking minute, and she's also a trainer. When you've had a long week and want to mix it up with something new and interesting to eat, try Blue Apron's two or four serving menu plans with those hard to find ingredients sure to spice up your weekend. Don't miss out on our biggest Black Friday sale ever. Choose from an ever-changing mix of high-quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and wellness offerings. Get $180 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com unique22. If you're fucking green, which most of these girls are in the ring... Yeah, she's going to she's going to send you a message. She's going to sandbag you. You're not going to get over on fucking Thunder Rosa like she, she's not going to put you over. But this is not just a Thunder Rosa thing. This is what wrestlers do that have a certain pedigree, a certain level that they've earned. And I think Thunder Rosa has earned that to not have to look foolish in front of some people. That she she was put in the ring with in AEW like it's a fucking joke, man. This women's division, we'll talk about Soraya returning in a, in in a few minutes too. It's a joke. Hater as the new champion. Okay, I like the match between her and Tony Storm. Um, it I don't know if you caught it, but it looked like she broke Tony Storm's nose unintentionally in a spot where they were trading what looked like look like stiff shots and there was a pause when hater i guess she was like either punching they were exchanging punches or they were exchanging elbows but at one point you see both of them stop and tony storm 
at full gear, shoots these laser eyes at Hater, and Hater's got that look like, oh, I fucked up. And then Tony Storm starts stiffening, stiffing her back. Um, it's sexy talk, and she's 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 obviously hitting her back really really hard, and Hater hung in there, and you know kudos to Tony Storm. I mean, she hung in there. And Tony Storm is. It 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 looks like that, but 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 it was a real good match. It was a good match. It was um. Again, for AEW standards, Jeff, it was a good match. Oh, it was for fine. the women. It, it, when I say it was okay, I'm saying it was fine. It was nothing special. I mean, it, it, it wasn't like, you know, pay-per-view title matches you expect them to raise the bar. Now they, they got too they got too fine. This was a this was an okay match with possibly an injury. And yes, I saw it. And and I was curious that Tony Storm wasn't on TV at all this week to say anything about, you know, wanting the title back and anything like that. And if she has a broken nose, maybe that's why. Um one thing on the interim is that one of the things I just wanted to say is that it's an easy solution if if you have to strip someone of the title, you just you just make it a rule that when they come back they 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 automatically get a rematch. Big deal. I mean it's not, it's not that hard. You have to go through all this awkward interim stuff. Uh, agreed. I don't even understand why he allowed it to go on for so long. I don't either. And the thing is, and while it's not related, it made the whole. Nyla Rose stealing Jade Cargill's TBS belt. So stupid because you have a title and then you have an interim title. And we all saw seven different versions of the TNT title, but he can't give Jade Cargill another TBS belt. It's just dumb. And apparently that was Tony Schiavone's idea. Well, I mean, Tony Schiavone's not a booker. He was an announcer. He was out of wrestling for about 15, 20 years. He was calling minor league baseball games and shit and working out of Starbucks. It's it's not like he's got a great brain for, for the wrestling business. I mean, he's a good announcer and, he's a, and he seems like a good guy. But good God, man. I mean, a stolen title gimmick doesn't work in a company where, where you've got you've got an interim version of practically every belt. And you, you made like three different versions of the TNT title for, for Scorpio Sky alone. I mean, you had two in the trophy case of Dan Lambert's dojo. I mean, it's just dumb. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I know that's off topic, but I, I don't know who was right or wrong in the, in the Thunder Rosa thing. I, you know, I've heard sides on, on both. I, I, I'm not going to pretend I have any inside information on it. Usually everybody's a little bit wrong. Um, you know, and then AW is very clickish, but there, it's not the first click. I mean, there was a group that called themselves the click. I mean, and that's in the good old days. So, you know, whatever it is, what it is, just like any other workplace, you have to play a little bit of politics, but it, it was a screwy thing. And it, and it got, I think it just got worse by the interim thing because you have these women griping about being called interim, their friends being called interim over a fake title that they all know is fake. And, you know, no one watching on TV is treating it as fake. I mean, so, you know, there was really no difference. It's not like John Moxley uh, was that upset about having an interim title, but maybe he was. Maybe that was the whole thing with him and CM Punk. Maybe they were upset about the interim. I, I, I don't, I don't know. You know what what makes these folks wired. I mean, the only the only people that the that, that I know that are wrestlers don't really care about that stuff, but they have their own other things that, that they're interested in. Um, anyway. So yeah, Jeff, that's um, the story. But before we move on, do you think like 
because of the, the the fighting that they were having between Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm, that Thunder Rosa did not want to relinquish this title on Tony's watch, and on Tony Storm's so, watch, correct. Okay. And so the the next show that Tony's not on and is not the champion, then Thunder Rosa's like, "All right, fine. I respect Hater enough to relinquish my title to her." Maybe, but Tony Storm can go fuck herself. It, maybe I, 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 honest to God, I never gave it a second thought until you just mentioned it. that. That's definitely a possibility. I've, I have no insight into that. All right, all right. Anything else that we need to uh, squeeze out of this lemon? Out of the Thunder Rosa interim title thing? No, I think I think we've made enough lemonade. Very good. All right, let's move on to the elite. Right, so the elite versus. At Full Gear, we had the Elite, we had Punk, not Punk, sorry, Pack, and uh, the uh, Lucha Bros, um, as as uh, what's this guy Excalibur likes to call him, Ray Phoenix, mm-hmm. not Ray Phoenix, because that's how I guess he pronounces. That's his Latino slang of Ray Phoenix. I can't I can't stand fucking Excalibur on on, on commentary. Especially like he has, I don't know if you've, you've noticed this v- vocal affect that he does where he's like, he will hang words while like wrestlers hold a tight, hold a, um, a move. So let's say like someone's doing a suplex. He's like, oh, and there's Penton. He's about to do a suplex. I don't notice that because I really tune out. Excalibur. I think him and Kevin Patrick can go take a long walk together and maybe go to Parts Unknown. Um, a short pier? I think, I mean, the company outgrew Excalibur a long time ago. In the beginning, he was necessary because he was like the only one who knew who half the roster was. Um, and he knew their moves and, and the names of that. But at this point, they've got, I mean, an overabundance of people on commentary. It's really, it's, it, you know, sometimes you have four or five people there and it's a, a, a little bit crazy. Now, some of them have no business, like Ricky Starks really never had any business being there. Um, but anyway, uh, no, I, I don't really notice Excalibur, but the, the oh commentary, God, whenever, yes. I, when I do pay attention to the commentary, it never lets me down with there being something funny. Frankly, I listen mostly to JR to, to hear him sort of botch things oh, and for Taz to I try and fix it. But for them to like laugh when they think something is stupid and then to pretend they're laughing at something else. I, I mean, I, I, I really think that sometimes they're drunk up there. <laughs> so we have this match at full gear, right? The elite versus uh, Pac and the Lucha Bros. They call themselves uh, Death Triangle. Say it in Spanish. Death uh, tri- uh, Triangulo de la Muerte. That's right. There you go. That's right. So honestly, I think everybody thought that the elite were going to come in and squash these guys at Not full gear. Oh, no, you didn't think that? Yeah, I predicted that Death Triangle. I'm on the record on a, on a pre-show prediction with Death Triangle. Wow. I, I said I think that the elite are self-aware enough that, that they know that they can't book themselves right back into winning the titles again. And they were self-aware enough t- tonight to know that in Chicago they were going to be the bad guys in the heels. And, uh, and you know, the, the only thing that I'm, I'm confused about is that, you know, Death Triangle still has like two out of three of them that, you know, are happy to cheat with the ring bell hammer. Um 
and and Fennec still has hesitancy about that, which I, which I think is a dopey story because clearly the new story is this this best of seven. The best of seven thing was stupid too because of the the fake controversy. They had already done one match, so they announced a best of seven after one match was in the can, which really makes it a best of six. <laughs> with with it being one zero, I mean, it's just weird to announce a best of seven series after match one. I mean, it's just awkward. Um, but I guess in a few weeks it'll be forgotten. It's just it's just another dopey little thing. Like they could have been, you know. I guess they thought if people knew that, maybe less people watch the pay per view because they wouldn't have to. They knew they would see be seeing the elite for six more weeks in the next two months or whatever. I don't know. But they did Jeff, a different match this night than the one they did at the pay-per-view. So, uh, you know, that's yeah, all that's I all this, for. I felt the clips that I saw of this match were a lot sloppier than – obviously it was – I felt it was more about making – taking jabs at Punk and working the Chicago crowd than actually putting on a legitimate match. And by what? legitimate, I mean like in in no real way would – Somebody try a buckshot lariat and sit on their ass for a good minute going, oh, what uh, what happened? How did well, I fall on my butt? Well, five out of six of these guys, that's that's the kind of wrestlers they are. Pac's the only one who's not. But I prefer the match we saw tonight to the one that we saw at full gear most days because, I mean, this was fun. They were working with the crowd against the crowd. You know, they're working Pac's broken nose and, and all of that stuff. But actually, I thought the six-man match at full gear was probably the best match of the night. Um, so I'm not going to complain about that. And and by the way, I know we haven't given overall impressions, but one, I got 11 out of 13 matches correct on full gear. And I blame Michael Jargo for talking me out of the Jamie Hayter prediction because he's like, you can't have an interim title change. And for whatever reason, that made sense to me. But even as I said, I'm like, oh, come on. But still, I went 11 and 13. Um, and I thought Full Gear was a good show. I didn't think it was a great show. I didn't think it was a bad show. I don't even think it was a very good show. I think it was a, it was a good show. It was it was a good, solid show, but like very few of the matches were stand out. And it was pretty predictable. I mean, if people listen to me on the PWC and probably even on this show, I mean, pretty much talked about MJF is going to tease the ring. He's not going to use the ring and Stephen Regal's going to throw him the knucks. And that's exactly what happened because that's the only one that made sense because the stuff of the firm was so discombobulated um, that, that that would make less sense. The only thing is with Tony Khan and he's discombobulated is you can't rule out the most discombobulated choice. Um, but. You know, I, I, you know, I thought it was good, uh, I, I, but I don't think it was like people say, ah, AEW's reset and reborn. I don't know. Uh, you know, we'll see. I, I like some of the things they did tonight on Dynamite, but others, other stuff was a little bit weird. But, you know, uh, you know, brought back House of Black for what seems to be some meaningless stuff. They uh, attacked who uh, the best friends and the factory it's like who cares and who cares um like going after low-hanging fruit i saw i saw so many people online on twitter oh this is great for house of black there the reset button is being hit now they're going to be taken seriously what makes you think that they're going to be taken seriously because they they came out and fucked up best friends like Best Friends has been a bum. They're bums. Right. And as long as Rocky Romero's there, there's someone to eat the pins. Uh, always. But by the way, before we move off of the 
Thunder Rosa thing completely. Well, this is not Thunder Rosa, oh, okay. but Andrade, didn't he tweet something a little bit cryptic this week where he said goodbye and he looking at his luchador mask and he hashtagged, uh, I think, Garza and Carrillo? I can only hope that this man comes back to WWE. I I want him back. It's almost like, he, but, but it was almost like I'm retiring. <laughs> this man is in his prime. He should not be retiring. But they, but for for God's sake, Tony Khan can't fucking book this man. And the fact that like they've got him in this bullshit suspension. Like, he's the only guy that got fucking uh, a real suspension, a real suspension. So we got um, Omega, who tonight and we haven't left them, but we're he's he's um, making light of the fact that he bit the dog by biting Pac tonight. Right. Right. And then he, he uses CM Punk's move. Like oh, what right. he, I forgot he used the he did he did the go to sleep. He used the GTS. Yeah. So so there's Punk was right. They're all fucking children. You're fucking children. falling on your they are. I, I did a podcast where we actually played the CM Punk scrum line by line and hit pause and dissected it. And most of the stuff he said I, I agreed with entirely. It's it's just it's just the time and place he did it was him acting like a petulant child. So it's like it was it was ironic, but that's you know what that's the old story. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with Andrade. I mean, going back to WWE for him though, I mean, they sort of already replaced him with Santos Escobar. So uh, you know, it's the similar look, uh, you know, a similar kind of gimmick. He's he's got his two guys. He's 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 got Vega. I mean. What do you do with Andrade? I'm sure somebody clever can come up with something, but I have to be honest, and I've been saying this on Twitter, I've been actually worried about it for five or six weeks now that Triple H doesn't really book all that much different from Vince, and when he's different from Vince, it's not like he's clever. When he's different from Vince, he books the same as Tony Khan. It's a a, a new return, a new debut, and half of them nobody cares about because they're not, like Candice LeRae doesn't get anyone excited, but he thinks he does. Just like Nobody's excited to see Ishii uh, on, on AEW program that Tony Khan thinks they will be. Uh, it, it, it's, the, it's the same shit. And, and, and like, you know, he's got a bunch of people. He's got more, you know, uh, interference and more factions and whatever. It's, it's like it's like instead of taking the best of Tony Khan and the best of Vince, Triple H is just doing the worst of both of them. <laughs> well, I I think that the surprises is is an old trope that Eric Bischoff created really when he was doing NWO. Mm-hmm. Like he would have randos just show up. Like remember when after they got like the big names, like oh Macho Man has joined NWO or you know Kevin Nash or you know when they were like. You know, you know, like um, the deep cuts of a band's album, right? Or like, you know, the B sides. Like Virgil right. was was one Vincent. one night. It was like, oh yeah, Vincent. Oh, Vincent has become a NWO. This is revolutionary. Oh, one two three kid. Nobody nobody gave a shit. But but because it happened, people talk. When you've had a long week and want to mix it up with something new and interesting to eat. Try Blue Apron's two or four serving menu plans with those hard to find ingredients sure to spice up your weekend. Don't miss out on our biggest Black Friday sale ever. Choose from an ever-changing mix of high quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW recommended and wellness offerings. 
Get $180 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash unique22. Hey, BJ's Wholesale Club is having their Black Friday deals. Amazing savings right now, hon. You gonna get me that new laptop I've been asking for? Well, I... Oh, don't tell me. I want to be surprised. How about that smartwatch with all the features? I mean... Wait, forget I asked. Just go to BJ's. I don't want to know. New TV. Alrighty then. Stop! Are you trying to ruin my surprise? Save up to 50% during BJ's amazing Black Friday deals while supplies last. Thanksgiving Day through Cyber Monday. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings. Talk about it, right? It's like, Jeff oh my Jarrett, God. Of course. Right. Right. And I think there's Any value. Great. Hey, he's wonderful. I, hey, he's a better work. <laughs> I saw Jeff Jarrett work stronger in this match at, what was he? What is he, 55? I think he's 54, but close enough. Then Soraya, like Soraya came in and there was a lot of ring rust. We'll talk about her and, and Jeff Jarrett. But I saw Jeff Jarrett go, Jeff Jarrett's working at a way better clip than Soraya. Like he should have been fighting for the women's championship. He's got a better working punch than most of the wrestlers, period. But I, oh, I mean, without a doubt, the only thing about Jeff Jarrett is, is that's weird is that, you know, he was hired as an executive as a role and and he's acting like a heel and 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 threatens staff. I mean, it's just it's just weird these to do that. It, it and it is different than when people form the company and they get EVP roles and and you know and, and it's not really played out that much on TV. You know, sometimes they talk about their positions of power, but not not really that that much. It's it. I mean, it's like Sanjay Dutt never talks about the fact that he's a you know a booker or an agent there, or, right? You know, like why why bother announcing it on right on the show? Like they they suspended the show an hour after he does whatever he does with Darby and Sting to be like, and he's the uh, the the live events booker, right? Business development. I don't give a shit. Why do I give a f- Why do I need to know this? Right. They, they, yeah, we we didn't need to know that he was hired in that and then make him an on-screen character. It's just a little bit weird. That said, he's been I mean, he's been doing his job well. It's it's yes. just it's just a sort of the, the pairings have been weird. It it doesn't really make Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh any more interesting. I mean, n- nobody ever thinks that Sting's on any pay-per-view to lose a pay-per-view match, so there's really very mm. little suspense there. Um but, you know, I mean, Jeff Jarrett's the least of my worries. It's, it's just, it was just a, it, it was just a weird move. But I mean, I guess what what counts as a weird move in in Tony Khan world? I I will say that I I did love the exchanges or the of um, Darby Allen and Satnam Singh. I need this. I didn't know that I needed this match, but I need this match. Well, that would be funny, like, but they have been like using Sat- Satnam Singh much better lately. Satnam Singh catches Darby Allen's coffin drop, and, and then he just kind of like ragdolls him all right. over the place. Right. It was a fucking. And one time, Darby was doing a tope suicida during. It was one of the TV matches, and he and he just like it's like he actually hit a brick wall and just he just he went out <laughs> full speed and just fell flat down like a cartoon. And I mean, they've definitely been using Satnam Singh better, which is good because they really haven't been using him at all except as a prop. You know, or a barricade, um, and and you know, but he's still, you know, he's not. 
He's awkward. He, may, he makes almost look like, you know, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I'm not going to say he makes almost look like, you know, Luthez or something, but he, you know, he makes almost look like a, like a competent, serviceable B-plus wrestler. He makes him look like Big John Studd? Yeah, well, Big John, I have fond memories of Big John Studd. I mean, the $10,000 body slam contest and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of that, Jeff, so going back to this best of seven series with the Elite, I heard this after the match on full gear, and I'm like, nobody wants to see this fucking match seven times. I certainly hope they don't go to seven. There but- are people who want to see it. I'm not one of them. I This is what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be 3-0, that triangle, and then I think the Elite's going to come back to make it 3-3. I, I, I can see it happening, but this is going to take seven weeks at, at most. It's eight weeks. Or at least. spread out over eight weeks. It's fucking ridiculous, Jeff. Some, some guys so, me, I said, I don't want to see this match six times in six weeks. And some guys said, it's not in six weeks. It's spread out. So I looked and it's eight weeks. I'm like, you're right. It's eight weeks. <laughs> it's not much of a difference. It is a difference, though. Yeah, it's 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 bonkers. But do you so you you've watched wrestling for a lot of years, mm-hmm. right? And this used to be like a best of seven series or a best of five series used to be like an old NWA trope or or gimmick that they use in the territories. Yeah. But but not in modern day wrestling. And so like the last one I remember is Sheamus and Cesaro. Before that was Booker T and Chris Benoit. But I think before that was like, it's like going back to Magnum TA days. I think it was Magnum and Nikita or Magnum and Tully. I can't remember which. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's few and far between, right? I agree. Yeah. Cesaro and, and Sheamus was the last one, but that was like, a, at least I want to say like a year or two ago. Oh, it was, no, it was before, before. It was before the bar. <laughs> Oh, was it before the bar? Yeah, it was probably six or seven years ago at this point. So, I don't know, man. Like, and I don't think anybody wants to really... Like, there's fans of the elite that want to see this. And then that's it. Like, I don't think anyone's really going to be interested to be seeing these all seven times. I'm with you, man. But, you know, I'm like, it's like kids watching cartoons. But then I... I realize that I'm the minority of a longtime wrestling fan. I almost never go back and watch matches. Like somebody says, mm-hmm. when's the last time you watched WrestleMania 32? I'm like, when it aired? What are you talking <laughs> Like, you know, people are like, how many times have you watched this match? Once. I, I mean, I don't go back and, and watch matches. Like every now and then I'll hit a YouTube clip to see like Road Warriors squash matches or the first time the Outsiders came in or, you know, the, the Russians versus the Road Warriors. Like, you know, something. And then I'll watch a minute and a half or whatever. But so, uh, but the point is, is that wrestling fans are like kids watching cartoons. They do like to see reruns. It's like, it's like, you know, how your kids can never get tired of watching the same SpongeBob day in, day out. It's the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing, so I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I don't know. I I thought this was a bad idea, and then uh, what? what I think it's too much, and I I just really think that announcing a best of seven after match one ends is just a weird ass thing. I'm really going to be interested to see how these ratings look well, from here to like the seventh match. Well, I mean, you know, the, you know, the, today it's going to be Thanksgiving Eve. Next week, it's going to be the week after Thanksgiving. And, you know, then you're going to do it during Christmas time. And, you know, uh, 
college football and NFL playoffs. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're going to be hearing everything from every, I mean, this Friday rampage is on four o'clock Eastern and SmackDown is not on Fox. SmackDown was moved to FS1, but I checked my guide and FS1 has something else there. So I checked FS2 and they have something else. So I don't even know if SmackDown is on this Friday night, at least in my market. Um, so, uh, you know, so SmackDown may be preempted entirely in some places, or maybe just the guides haven't been updated. Um, but yeah, the, the, the numbers are going to be ugly this Friday. But yeah, I mean, Rampage has been consistently down and, and mostly down and to the right. I think there was one week where it went up a little bit, but then it dropped back down, down again. to the right. Um, and it's, it's not good. Uh, listen, I, what I think a year ago, you and I had this conversation. I said, yeah, I, I, I think much to your chagrin, I said, I think dynamite will be renewed. And I think that they'll get a little bit of a raise, but their raise is going to feel bigger for dynamite because they're not going to renew rampage and battle of the belts. And they might want the pay-per-views or a piece of the pay-per-views. Um, you know, so it'll actually probably be worse, but they'll, they'll spin it into a win. And I'm convinced I'm correct that, you know, we, I mean, I know they spring these battle of the belts up, you know, on two weeks notice, but you know, the next big thing is winter is coming, which, you know, that's nothing hurting their pay-per-views is they've got so many, regular dynamite cards like grand slam that they you know with a battle by the lake you know and the you know, the, the, the jericho cruises you know ambassador of the beach part one and part two they have so many of these regular dynamites that are build light pay-per-views and then forbidden door was in the middle that the pay-per-views don't really feel special anymore i saw dave Meltzer put the over under at 135, which I was really surprised he went that low. I put 130 before I saw Meltzer's and and I hear people saying, you know, maybe hundred, 110. Tony Khan, of course, was lying saying that, Oh, it looks to be tracking it'd be similar. And then I think everything's been around 140, which I, he's never admitted that before 140. Everything is above, above, above. Um, Jeff, I, I, I'll tell you right now, I was, at a friend's house on Saturday, and we were trying to order the pay-per-view. And it took us 30 minutes to figure out how to get this fucking pay-per-view on the TV. What system do we have? So, so the only way that you can find it, because he doesn't have direct TV. He has like a Fios or something, like a streaming service. Yeah. And so... He's also got like a smart TV, so you have to download the Bleacher Report uh, app. But Samsung TVs won't let you download it, so he has to go do it through Apple. So that's a whole rigmarole to find this fucking Bleacher Report app. It's like fucking hard. So we figure out how to download it onto the phone. Then we figure out how to cast it to the thing. But to it's fucking hard to do this. Like... Back in the old days, you'd call us uh, the cable provider, just press two buttons on the controller, and you'd order the pay per view. Well, you don't even have to. That's speak what to happens anybody. with mine because I have a cable provider. <laughs> when people say you're still paying for pay cable, yep, and I'm happy to do so, and and this is why everything's easy. Yeah, I just I don't man, I I don't know how many guys they're losing, but I think it was easier to get an illegal link. Than it is to get find the Bleacher Report app and download it. 
I once used an illegal link to see Avengers Age of Ultron. It froze up my um, my iPad at the time, and I've never used one before or since. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see these uh, hour by hours of this. Uh, you know, last week, they the ratings dipped, and they were... Listen, I told you, NXT is going to catch up to AEW. And last week, they were only 150,000 fans away from catching AEW because AEW dipped down to, what was it, 850, 830? 818. I mean, they they, they tanked. They went down by 112 from 930, which, you know, isn't great, but isn't anything to write home about either. But 818, I mean, that was a surprise. I mean, anybody who's listened to the show knows I've always said that I think that that AEW is a 850K product. And it's eventually going to settle to that. But I didn't expect one week for no apparent reason on a go-home show to drop down below that number, um, you know, with or without CM Punk. But I don't know. We'll see what tonight's doing. But, I mean, it is Thanksgiving Eve, and there's a lot of people to travel. A lot of those people are families, uh, you know, driving to grandma's house or grandma's coming in or whatever it is. And, you know, wrestling isn't necessarily going to be something that's going to you know, the entire family is going to sit around and watch together and say, yeah, you can put that on for two hours, uh, especially with the World Cup and shit. So I expect them yeah. to have another shitty number. Um, and it was weird because this, this dynamite started off. It started off like it could be interesting, but then it got real cringe with Daniel Bryan. But then it got good. Uh, not everything. What was that all about? What was I, that all about? I didn't. I missed that. I don't know. Well, Regal obviously betrayed Moxley, and so Moxley was going to come in and beat up Regal. Um, and Daniel Bryan, I'm sorry, Bryan Danielson, for whatever reason, runs out. Not Wheeler Yuta, not Cesaro, Claudio, just just Bryan by himself. And he and he's like basically begging with him, saying, "No, don't. We've all done bad things. But if you if you hit him, you know he's got a bad neck and he's got two bleeds in his head. You'll kill him. Don't do it. And and you fought addiction and my." father fought addiction and i learned how to become to peace with my father by learning how regal survived his addiction i mean it's just this really cringy cringy stuff um and then moxley said you know basically the regal just i don't want anything from you except to walk get out and keep walking and and he did and that, that was the end of that segment um then they went back to a, a, a regular show it was weird i mean mjf wasn't on the show he's he's filming that von eric show but you think he could like have cut a promo from the video like on a big you know you know, a, like a lifeguard, you know, actor's chair from the set, acting like he's an A-lister saying, saying, I'd love to be with you folks. But then I learned you were in Chicago. But, you know, I'm AEW's youngest champion. I'm AEW's best champion. I'm AEW's first crossover champion. And want to prove it, here I am on a big budget movie set. AEW's never had anyone on a big budget. Sir Christopher, you were on Sharknado 4. It would just be a promo that writes itself. Um, Yeah. I'm changing the business, and that's because I'm better than you, and you know it. And maybe, just maybe, if I'm done here, I'll talk to you next week. Yep. Yep. No, I think you booked an excellent promo for him. Too bad they didn't hear it. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, you get a new champion, and you, I mean, I mean, you can't possibly be busy 24 7 playing Lance Von Eric in, in, the, in the Iron Claw, whatever movie it is. Well, Jeff, let's, let, uh, let's talk about this one thing that I don't, that I'm surprised no one else is talking about. I've, I've scoured the internet, and I don't see people talking about this, but. 
you and I, let's talk about this right now. Sure. Leading up to Full Gear, one of MJF's promos was, I've got a chip on my shoulder. Every fucking time I try to do something for this fucking company, in this company that's noteworthy, I get overshadowed. I win this chip. Punk has this press conference fiasco. I beat Jericho. The story is that Jericho fell off and hurt himself off this ladder. You know, what was the other, a couple of them that he, that he did? He, he, he kept making references about how every time that he's supposed to be the story of the night. Well, what was the media scrum he, he talked about? Cor- correct. He gets one-upped by something else done in AEW. You know, a dog, something, I think he making allusions to Larry. Right. And so here you have on on Saturday night, early Sunday morning, MJF wins the AEW world title and he's supposed to feel like a big deal. And the next morning on Internet wrestling community, Facebook, Twitter, what are they talking about? The elite and fuck CM Punk chance. Yep. And. And so I think the argument can may be made that yet again, he's been one upped, but this time by the elite. And these guys lost and still with their shenanigans and putting themselves over and, and, and fucking around in the ring. He gets overshadowed. Oh, also, you could argue the same thing about the interim label being taken off the world title the, the women's championship is that's going to be a story and i mean i assume it was his choice not to cut a promo this week but if it wasn't yeah uh, you know but you know we, we know that that there's still that the blood isn't exactly bad but it's not exactly good between tony and mjf this thing is not resolved he got a raise he didn't get an extension um you know or, or at least that's what we believe to be the case um and I'm sure there's still some tension there, uh, you know, and, and then Jeff probably was like, I don't care that I have the title. You know, you said, you know, if I was filming this movie, I didn't have to work. So I'm not working. Um, you know, who knows? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he could argue that, but I don't know whose choice this was. If it wasn't his decision. Sure. Um, can he continue using work shoot things uh, there? You know. I guess it depends on the buy rate for full gear. I guess it depends on the buy rate for the next couple of pay-per-views because I assume it'll hold this title for at least two pay-per-views um, and what the ratings are on Dynamites when he's on. I mean, the thing is, is like everyone's like he's a game changer. I mean, the only thing that's different is he's got the title, but he's I mean, he's been there since day one. I mean, obviously, his status mm-hmm. has increased, but. I mean, he's still been there the entirety of the time, except for the three months that he was, you know, on hiatus. Um, so I don't really see it as a game changer. It might just be a good decision, you know, maybe the, a good decision, you know, get summarize on it. But I don't think that there's people who weren't watching AEW before who are going to watch AEW simply because MJF was the world champion. You said this earlier today um, on the show that. There's been a lot of speculation that this is a new era, a new beginning for AEW as MJF as a champion. I have trepidation about the booking of MJF. MJF goes into the championship match with a lot of steam because everybody was a was 
you know, has been very high on this young man for quite some time. But a lot of people were behind Wardlow too. And a lot of, and he had a head of steam heading into his TNT title match. And then he wins the title and becomes nothing. Well, ironically, it was MJF who took his steam away from him. Then the company didn't do him any favors, but either. And they still have. Right. Right. And so his steam dead, dead in the water. Wardlow now loses the title. And what has he become? What is he now? Nobody's talking about. Now, he he cut a promo where I I guess he's going back for his TNT title after Samoa Joe. I mean, everyone's like, well, you got the title off him so he could feud with MJF. It makes sense. Okay, well, that's swell, but he's not winning the feud. So how is that going to help Wardlow? Right. So what gives anyone hope that. Or, or proof positive that they know how to book a champion with a head of steam. They don't know how to book because a champion with a head of steam, they but they don't know how to do it any better or worse than anyone else. I mean, uh, aside from Roman Reigns, nothing's being booked particularly well. Um, I guess the Usos is sort of tied to the, the same thing. but and, and, and I think Lashley. Lashley, you know, people he, wanted Lashley to win that second time around. Yeah, he was for a little bit, but ever since he lost it, I'd say not really. It's been sort of a little bit weird. I mean, he's mostly winning. I'm enjoying it, but he's he's mostly winning in unimportant things. It's like he's winning because it's the other person's story to lose. Um, well, I mean, and I don't think he's winning the U.S. title at uh, Survivor Series. So I don't, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he's still sort of near the top, you know, like Drew is sort of near the top. Um the top is harder to find with AW because they have so many people and so many things floating around and moving so many parts moving at all times. I'm not sure about Wardlow. I mean, the, the thing with Samoa Joe was a little bit weird. Um, I, I would have rather that Samoa Joe got screwed out of his, his uh, ROH TV title um, uh-huh. by, you know, Hobbs or whatever. And that frees up Samoa Joe to go after MJF and for Samoa Joe to lose a feud to MJF. But it could be a hard fought feud. And that would be like a good and interesting thing for MJF. And, you know, Samoa Joe will sell the hell out of things. And and he's believable and, and all that. And he's 43. So he should be losing feuds. But, uh, you know, that'd be cool. And, and it elevates the youngster and, you know. Nothing's happened to Joe. No matter what happens, when Joe comes out, they go, they go, Joe, 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 and Joe is going to kill you. Um, I mean, Joey Two Belts is fun. I mean, it's it, it's it's fun to have the memes, you know, uh, Samoa and Joe with two belts, and then wish Samoa Joe with two belts. Um, it's funny, ha ha, ha chuckle, chuckle. Um, you know, it, it, it's cool. You get, you know, he, you know. It, you know, when I when I didn't, that's the other match I got wrong, and I think everyone got it wrong. Um, I guess I forgot just how much of a boner Tony Khan has for Ring of Honor and former Ring of Honor champions. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. this didn't help Wardlow, and it certainly didn't hurt help Hobbs. No, it doesn't. And Hobbs looked great. Both Wardlow and Hobbs looked great. I love the edge that Hobbs has. I've been a fan of Hobbs for quite some time, and he should be a champion. I thought Hobbs was going to win this title here, but he didn't. And Joe doesn't need a title. But yeah, I would have been fine with Hobbs winning the title from Wardlow because that that's a that's a cool feud that I can continue see going on. I mean, I guess Wardlow has to go after Joe for you know for revenge and title. Uh, 
Right. I, I, I don't Jeff, know. let me ask you. Let me ask you this. I had a fun uh, argument with a buddy of mine. And, you know, Joe is often compared to or vice versa. Solo Sokoa is often compared to Samoa Joe. Hmm. I see more of Umaga, but OK. Um, right now, who would you rather be? Samoa Joe with your two titles in AEW or Solo Sokoa in the bloodline? Well, I mean, I'd rather be Solo Sokoa in the bloodline, but not really because of what company he's in or the two titles, but because he's like 24 years old. His whole life's ahead of him, and he's already in, in, in a million-dollar-a-year position where, where when Samoa Joe was there, he was – you know, in the Indies and Ring of Honor on, you know, wrestling in, in armories and bingo halls. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take Solo Sokoa any day over that, but not not at all for the reasons that, you know, you put. I mean, I think it's a better position for a young Solo Sokoa to be in this bloodline story because this, this it has legs, even as it implodes and then it can reconstruct itself and, you know, whatever the case is. Um, but just just by just you know that twenty years difference in age or whatever it is, I'll, I'll always take youth. Okay, Jeff. Let's talk about the rest of these matches that happened at Full Gear. Um, just quick hits. What did you think about Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy? It was a match. I mean, it was sort of exactly what you it thought was it was going to be. I mean, you know, this was supposed to be Luch, uh, the Jungle Boy versus Christian. Obviously, Christian got hurt, so they had to pretend there was this thing with Luchasaurus. It was fine. It was a little bit long for my taste, but, it, you know, it was fine. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. I'm not going to say anything bad about it. And they put it first because, that you know, that's fine. Good match to put first. The pre-show, two out of three of those matches had absolutely no need to be on the pre-show. Arguably three out of three of them did because the, 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 the number one contender tournament could have and, in fact, probably would have been benef- would benefit Dynamite and Rampage from being on those programs. Um and this show, like all the other shows, went too long, almost five hours, just just too much. The Eddie Kingston versus some old Japanese guy, uh, Japanese Baron Von Raschke. Um, everyone's <laughs> pretending he's a legend. I never heard Juna his name Kiyama. before this past weekend. Never. <laughs> Didn't care about this. This was just Eddie Kingston. His old complaint is he never gets time. He, he's always being cut off. He doesn't get any respect. So he gets this dream match against some some old codger so this is and and now all is forgiven because he got to have this self-indulgent self-masturbatory you know japanese weak style match where he does those ridiculous chops for 15 minutes um and you knew he was going to win because ortiz took the l the night before on rampage i mean it was just it was just dopey and of course best friends are going to be the factory the factory don't win um everyone knew that starks was going to um beat the fuck did he even fight? I can't even remember. <laughs> um, Lance Archer. No, it wasn't. It was Brian Cage. But yeah, was, Brian Cage is a ring of honor talent. And for the most part, big men are there to All make right. little men look better. But first, first match was fine. I mean, most of the matches were fine. There were just too many of them. The only match that was bad was Nyla Rose versus Jade Cargill. That was a bad match. And it was... You know, thankfully, rather short. What what was so bad about it? I mean, they're not so good. And there was one particular spot where Jade, first of all, props for coming out in Thundercats. 
cool. You know, I dig that. Um, the whole storyline was bad. Vicky Guerrero was screeching the whole time. Marina Shafir is there to do nothing, which is probably what she does best. But if, if you're going to have an entourage there, they should be doing. I mean, it's like the baddies didn't even mix it up with, you know, her with Nyla's crew. It was weird. Uh, I keep saying weird, but there was a, a part where, um, Nyla was going to deliver that, like that knee she does from the top rope when you're drinking yep, over yep. ropes. And Jade Cargill, I guess her, her thong got, got wedged, you know, she got a wedgie and she's like taking the time to adjust her, her, you know, her thong out of her ass and then fix her hair and then put her arms back down like she's unconscious. I mean, it was just, it was just so, you know, wrong priorities. Uh, yes. I thought that was hilarious. I, I saw that clip and I was like, oh, my God, like, what are you doing? Like, and also, like, why is Nyla taking so goddamn long? Like, <laughs> that's another thing. I don't know. There's also a time when her um, her listen, we don't make a we don't make a big deal over her identity versus her biological gender. We don't care about that. But when her what was the like the uh, gladiator flap that she wears, which is, you know, covering her junk. It moved, and you know we we got too much bulge. <laughs> oh, get out of here! Really, I didn't even see that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it was hard not to uh, because the camera angles or where the hard cam was. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, but I thought the the Ring of Honor four way match. I mean, it was a good. Well, the first half wasn't good. The second half was real good. But uh, again, this was a very predictable card i mean even the swerves were rather predictable i mean i shouldn't get 11 out of 13 right i should get i should go like seven and six or you know something like that or eight and five um i don't know you know it's good did you uh not memorable uh, yeah yeah i mean I like some most of these matches. I mean, Danielson versus Sammy versus Cesaro versus Jericho was interesting to me, but there were uh, Danielson at one point wasn't selling for anybody but Cesaro. Right. And now, there, you know, they, they didn't follow up with, is there anything going on with Danielson and Cesaro? They didn't follow up as, is there a schism between Jericho and Sammy? Sammy wasn't on the show tonight because Jericho has to have his masturbatory match with Ishii because nobody wants to fucking see that. I mean, they're trying to build this Ring of Honor title so, so much that it feels more important than the AW title when the... You know the AEW champion's not there, and he and look, at however good MJF is, he's he's more of an internet phenomenon than anything else, and he's still twenty five or twenty six. I mean, Chris yeah. Jericho overshadows. So Chris Jericho walking around the same show and being on forty two segments a week with a world championship can't hurt, can't help. I mean, can't help MJF at all or AEW. And Ring of Honor doesn't help AEW. Just it just looks like everyone has a belt because they got the ID. IWGP tag belts. I got triple A belts. Sometimes I got the triple A intergender belts there. Sometimes other people show up with their belts. You know, uh, uh, Shida came in with, with two sets of belts once for Japanese promotions we never heard of. I mean, you know, the Good Brothers used to walk around with their impact belts. I mean, yeah, everybody's got a belt. Kenny was walking around yep. with three belts sometimes. Oh my God! You're right. It's just it's too much. And they got the too FTW much. belt, which doesn't mean anything. I mean, the FTW belt and the and the, the All Atlantic uh, belt weren't even defended on the pay per view. That's how important they are. Yeah, I, that that I don't get. Like, I hear some people are like, "Oh, you know, we don't need FTR on this show." But uh, come on, man! Like, FTR is probably. 
one of the better tag teams that you've got. Like, right. why not have them there? You know, it's because the fucking Bucks hate them. Right. And now they're going to face off with Top Flight, who, you know, Darius just got back from injury, is green as hell and rusty as hell. And, and I mean, you know, Darius is the one who's going to take the L. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, AEW. I mean, we'll just quickly go through the, the, the results. Um, Jungle Boy beat Luchasaurus. Obviously, Sting and Darby beat Jared and Regal. Death Triangle beat the Elite. Samoa Joe uh, prevailed over Wardlow and Hobbs. Uh, Jade Cargill got her TBS title back. Jericho retained his Ring of Honor championship. Um, uh, the Acclaimed retained over Swerve and Keith Lee. It looked like they had a little tiff. Keith Lee abandoned, abandoned him in the middle of the ring tonight on a promo. Uh, Swerve, you know, basically blocked the camera and said to Keith Lee, let's talk. And Keith Lee said, okay. So that continues. That was interesting. That was all right. Uh, Soraya won in her debut against Britt Baker. She had to. It was awful. It was an okay match. It wasn't great. It was No, it wasn't. It was awful. She She's so slow. Uh, not like slow, not like yeah. You're always complaining about carrying cross being slow and methodical. It was just like very, very slow. And just, uh. well, I thought it was fine, but there was one thing that bothered me in the beginning of the match, and they did the same thing when Brian Danielson first had his match. Like he he teased a neck injury, and he acted yes. like his neck was and it was like a fake. Like teasing yep. like, like his real life injury, and that's not something the face does. And Soraya did that right away, right down to like 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 making like a left arm was shaking, like it was numb. Yeah, and I really didn't think that was cool at all. Um, Jamie Hader defeated Tony Storm. Good, Tony Storm's a zero, uh, and we already talked about MJF defeating Moxley. So that was your full gear card, four and a half hours or four hours forty five minutes from pre show to lights out. You know, one thing we didn't discuss during this Moxley and MJF match was like the crowd seemed rather gassed by the time the sh- that they went on. Oh, yeah. You think that's because they were barely interested or just because they're tired? I think it's just because they're tired. The same thing happened during Forbidden Door and, and the last card also. I mean, you have the, you have these cards with like 14 matches on them and they're they're. There's not only too many matches, but they also do like backstage segments and video things that don't need to be there. Like they set up the Jericho versus Ishii match during the pay-per-view. I realize it only took a few minutes, but if, yeah. if you can cut out like, yeah, but it wasn't the only one. That's just the only example I can think of at the moment. But there were other ones, too. I mean, you, you could have cut an hour off of this card. And yeah, I think the crowd was just tired. When you've had a long week and want to mix it up with something new and interesting to eat, try Blue Apron's two or four serving menu plans with those hard to find ingredients sure to spice up your weekend. Don't miss out on our biggest Black Friday sale ever. Choose from an ever-changing mix of high quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW recommended, and wellness offerings. Get $180 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com unique 22. Hey, BJ's Wholesale Club is having their Black Friday deals. Amazing savings right now, hon. You gonna get me that new laptop I've been asking for? Well, I... Oh, don't tell me. I want to be surprised. How about that smartwatch with all the features? I mean... Wait, forget I asked. Just go to BJ's. I don't want to know. New TV. Alrighty then. Stop! Are you trying to ruin my surprise? 
Save up to 50% during BJ's amazing Black Friday deals while supplies last. Thanksgiving Day through Cyber Monday. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings. Um, John Draper from Break the Apocalypse and then used to be on Wrestling Soup. He said that his brother-in-law was at the show and his, and his brother-in-law said the show was awesome. And then around the women's match, the, the Brit, um, I'm sorry, the Tony Storm, Jimmy Haters match, which was third to last, which is when I sort of mentally start checking out of the show. He tweeted the same thing. His brother-in-law just told him that the crowd is is tired. And it's not because the show, they're just tired. They're out of gas. Um, but have you seen that anywhere else? Like, I feel like that doesn't happen at like WrestleMania. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'd have to, I think it's harder with WrestleMania because they go to these places where there's just so many people that, you know, if you have 75,000 people, you can have 10,000 people gassed at any particular time and the others will make it up. You know, or if there's, you got those 30,000 mm. rabid people that, that you know, can make a lot of noise and WWE is really good about piping in noise and, and, you know, and, and they have longer breaks between matches so that people can go to the bathroom and get food and pump up with caffeine. I don't know. I think also mentally, when you go to WrestleMania, you know you're going in. You're going in for five days of wrestling. You know you're you're going to see Raw. You're going to see SmackDown. You're probably going to see NXT. You're probably going to take in three or four indie shows. Maybe you see the Hall of Fame. You're going to go for two full nights. You know, shit. You're going to wrestling events all day long, and that, that that's just your life. I think when you go to a regular pay per view. Expect you, you know, you'll you'll get in, get out, show before hours, you know, you'll get stuck in traffic, maybe, you know, whatever it is. But instead, you you know, it, it turns into a seven hour event from beginning to end, and, and it's, it's just. And Tony's got to, you know, he's got to know that his fans are going to buy the show anyway, and nobody bought the show for Kingston versus. I don't. I honestly don't know the guy's name. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. June June Akiyama. Right. Nobody bought the show for that. Nobody bought the show for Best Friends versus the Factory. I know they were on the pre-show, so nobody had to pay for them. But they could have put Sting and the Jeff Jarrett, ex- which is an exhibition match, on the pre-show. They could have put the TBS title on the pre-show. They could have put. Um, you know, the, the Ring of Honor thing on the pre-show. I mean, I know that you have big names in those things, but you, it's still Ring of Honor. Um, I mean, you have to make hard choices, and, and the the he doesn't make the hard choices, and the shows are too long. I mean, if it was instead of four, four hours and 45 minutes, three hours and 45 minutes, I don't think anybody would be complaining. It's, a, it's evident to me that Tony Khan thinks Sting... And possibly even Jeff Jarrett, for that matter, are draws. Like, he ended the last Dynamite with these guys. This was the second to last match, I think. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I think Tony Khan is sort of a big kid. And I think there's an element of respect to, to, you know, Sting is a legend, Jeff Jarrett is adjacent. Uh, <laughs> he's a survivor. He's a legend at surviving anyway and always being around. Uh, so I, I think that there's a, you know, a respect factor. I think when Kingston wants to do the, the match with the all Japan wrestling legend who now works for DDT or whatever, or Noah, or wherever he is, um, that, that, that Tony Khan feels the same way as Eddie King's going, yeah, I traded 42 tapes to this guy. I love this guy's matches with, you know, uh, Masahiro Chono or whatever. I, you know, I don't know. Um, and I, and I think he sort of, you know, I, I, you know, we used to do unpopular review with some people who were like those tape trade that grew up on ring of honor and ECW and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and then watching all the old stuff and, you know, becoming 
longtime wrestling fans just by absorbing tons and tons of the content. Like they would catch up on 20 years of stuff and, and you know, by the time they were 10 years old. And I think Tony Khan's a lot like that. Um, I just, I just think that he needs to cut these things back some. Agreed. Jeff, before we move on to WWE and Survivor Series, let's talk about some of these shows that AEW has in the works or has rumored in the works. Yeah, you, you have some inside information, I hear. I, I hear that the, the, these are rumors, Jeff. Volvals, I, hear, I believe, I have, is your Volvals is your source. I've got uh, source sources. I got sources. Nice. Um, now, now you tell me if any of these shows sound interesting. And I hear that you have you found through your digging, you've got some as well. I did. I did. I dug around. So, so let's let's go through some of these ideas and see if any of these are interesting. I went to the Democratic um, Republic of the Congo, and I, I and I was mining for cobalt. Instead, I found uh, <laughs> Discovery Warner Brothers uh, AW TV projects. Very good. And, and you know, that's very valuable in the streets these days. It is. Um, there is uh, – would you watch a a dating show kind of like um, Love Connection um, <laughs> yeah, with uh, yes. different <laughs> – with different AEW uh, ladies? Absolutely. Yeah? Okay. Especially the married ones. What – Okay, what about... I would put all the married ones on Temptation Island, see which which of them crack. <laughs> what about a show um, where Nick and Matt Jackson... Oh, it's going to be called Don't Work um, Yourself Into a Shoot, Ladies. <laughs> Nick and Matt Jackson uh-huh. um, go from town to town uh, rescue, rescuing uh, stray pets. No, I'm not watching. Um, isn't that what Being the Elite already is? <laughs> I mean, right, what about going sh- around rescuing stray independent wrestlers and giving them contracts to do nothing? <laughs> what about a show called um, No? What about a show starring uh, Dustin Rhodes, Gold Dust? No. Oh, I'm not finished yet. Doesn't matter. So, so it's Dustin Rhodes no. and and Nyla Rose, and Gold Dust is trying to teach Nyla not to botch, but. Nyla refuses to get it. And the show's called Oh My Botches. No. All right. Okay. How about, you know, last how about week, Hit the Roads Rose? <laughs> last week, um, they made a big deal about this AR Fox guy. Mm-hmm. No, but nobody's looking for AR Fox. Nobody's looking for him. Did, did you did you know AR Fox before last week? I did because he was Dante Fox on Lucha Underground and he had that program with Killshot with which was a great uh, glass match. Um, and then I knew that he left wrestling as a performer and opened a school and I knew he was a wrestling trainer. I didn't know he was still performing. Um, but no, no nobody was looking for AR Fox to join a promotion. Wow. Okay. So how about this? Now that AR Fox is all elite, we have a new show. It's called Find the Fox. Mm-hmm. And so um, in the show, you have AR Fox stand in a crowded street and the host is the big show. And um, big show offers randos in the street thousands of dollars if they can accurately point out who AR Fox is. <laughs> 
And then nobody wins, of course. Yes, I, I, I will watch that. I mean, the, the only, I mean, the only thing is, I want the, the choices to be three clones of Red Fox, <laughs> so, and then like one, and then Swiper the Fox, <laughs> and, and they still can't pick out who AR Fox is. And that's what I want. That's funny. Okay, this is the last. Like, one. There'll be this like Samantha be- Fox. <laughs> It's just different people. Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. And, and still nobody can ever pick out which one is AR Fox. <laughs> okay, so this is the last one I got. You this have a bunch of AR-15s be... lying around and they pick, that must be AR Fox. That's a sexy gun. <laughs> this is the last one that I've got. This this might be the one that, that, that okay. really makes the air. Okay. Um, this is a show called Idolo Injustice. And we follow Andrade from week to week where he finds stories to cover about Latinos or land people in America getting locked up for the same shit the elite, I I mean, um, uh, uh, white people do on the regular. Um, Will Jose the assistant be on it? He will, but he will also get accused and, and, and suspended for uh, shit other people have done, but because he's a minority, he's going to get most of the blame. But it's only Latinos. It's not going to be like Asians. It won't be like uh, African Americans. No, it's only Latinos. It's only Latinos. Yeah, I'm in, but I have a counter proposal. And that is that, like, remember the old uh, police squad show where they'd have a guest star, but like in the opening segment, like a piano would fall on the guest star and they die. And that was that. <laughs> yes, yes. That's Jose the assistant. They're like in the opening credits, oh. he actually gets arrested and taken away and we never see him again. If that's the case, then <laughs> if that happens every episode, like he's treated like the, the, the police squad guest star every week, like anvils fall on his head. He walks into a manhole, gets, he goes, Hey, I'll try to look out for traffic, and then he steps in, and then the bus hits him. I'm, I, yep. I, I'm, I'm down with, you know, every week. It's, he's like Kenny from South Park. Wow, Idolo injustice. I'm, that's I'm, that's. Yeah. I think that's a winner. I think that you know what that goes on Discovery Partner Channel True TV. There you go. There you go. You can you can simulcast on both. Titus Worldwide. Jeff, what do you've got? What do you? I, I heard you've got some as well. What did you? Find? You may have to remind me. <laughs> I may have to remind you. All right, hold on. Let me look look it up. Hold on a second. I'm very old. You did send me these notes. You were very good at sending me these notes. You know, I'm 54 now. Ahead of time. Hey, listen, Jeff Jarrett's out there doing doing looking spry. I know people think All people right. think that's what a 54 year old should look like. All right, I got it. I got it. What about Rockers of Wrestling? We've got Fozzie. Butcher in uh, Butcher is in a band. Yep. Brody King is in a band. Right. Like other reality show contestants try out and they judge and vie f- for the contestants to join their band. Oh, so like Rockstar, you know, or or sort of like uh, yes. The Voice where, you know, where you've got the uh, – you know, you've got Blake Shelton and Christina Aguilera and then uh, CeeLo Green, you know, trying to vie for them to be coaches. But but instead, it's going to be uh, indie wrestlers who also are musicians. Yes, I, it, that would be an awesome show. And with those three as judges, yeah, can't go wrong. What about a cooking show with Butcher uh, from Butcher in the Blade? Yeah. Uh, 
if they actually butcher the the meat and show you how you butcher and like what the different cuts of beef are and and what the different cuts of meat are from pig and goat and deer and then you know red deer and elk and warthog and boar and bison yeah i'm i'm, I'm all in on that what if it's a show where he's just butchering but really really like light animals like a chicken a goat a rabbit <laughs> Just really wimpy animals. Oh, wimpy. Like I thought you said white table. animals because you, you're still against – you're on your Kill Whitey page this week. <laughs> no. Um, no. Like, car, like he's only making carcassonne stew and like <clears throat> squirrel porridge and things. Yes, like, like yes. This is but Game it's, like, of Thrones. it's like really – no, it's just a little like small animals. Like <laughs> he's only butchering small animals. Uh, how about the butcher gets the big animals and Blade deals with the small animals or Alley? Oh, Allie, that's right. Yes, that's a good one. All right, what about what about Darby Allen in a stunt show? Oh, of course. It'll be like Jack. It'll be like Jackass, but only the winner gets an AEW contract. Absolutely. All right, this one's got to be my favorite so far out of all of them. So there's a Crossfire style politics show with Brian Pillman debating Abaddon and Chuck Taylor and a rotating panelist. Yeah, for sure. I, I would never want to miss anything with Brian Pillman debating because he is not only the stupidest man in wrestling, but may well be the stupidest man on earth. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I think a, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is desperate for programming, and, and we just gave you a bunch of ideas. Like yeah. There was like nine ideas right and there. If they can find Teddy Hart, they, they, you know, then they can put him on there also. Fuck that. Make it a show. Make that the show. You know, there's a, there's got- a Peacock like docu-series on Teddy Hart. Um, I've seen two of the episodes. I don't know how many they are, there are. It seems like they're starting to get pretty thin there. So there's probably can only possibly be two more episodes. Um, but I mean, it's terrible and you can't stop watching this. Teddy is just so manic and insane. But uh I don't know. I mean, Peacock's had some good shows lately. I mean, Peacock is, it's just, it's not just the WWE network anymore. It's, it's, it's listen, I think you, you're selling short WB uh, discovery here. I think that they're working on some stuff. What about, you know what? I raise you your Teddy Hart show. Oh. We're going to have a, a searching for Teddy Hart show, but it's, it, it, it goes week by week where the investigators are jungle boy Luchasaurus and um, Bruce Hart. Yeah, no, I'm not feeling that one. They go week to week, and Bru- and it's like Luchasaurus is hot on the trail, and he's like, "I smell, I smell." No, but Teddy's I'm totally down for Luchasaurus, like actually, like doing like a History Channel show using his medieval studies, you know, PhD that he has, and like. Reciting the Canterbury Tales and like explaining to us primogenitor and the the fallacies of the Crusades and schisms and Merovingian and Albish Jacinian Crusades and you know all, all sorts of stuff. War of the Roses, the Orange War. No, I don't think nobody's. I don't think anybody's looking for that. I think the same people looking for AR Fox are looking for that show. You might be right. All right, guys, that's AEW review. An hour and 22 minutes. Impressive. Impressive by our standards. And yeah, and plus, uh, it was, you know, I will say, Antonio Khan's media scrum this time, 
it was much more controlled than the last one. So it seems like he did learn some lessons or at least the talent self-regulate. But it's a little weird when some of them come out in character and others clearly aren't. Like Soraya was obviously Soraya. And by the way, real Soraya, if that's really her at the press conference, she's delightful. She's lovely. Her wrestling persona is obnoxious. <laughs> I saw you I, say I mean, that woman was delightful. That's funny, too. <sighs> yeah, all right. So enough about AEW for now. Let's talk about uh, WWE. You wanted to talk about... Um, before we get to Survivor Series, there's a couple of things that I wanted to discuss with you. You wanted to mention Seth Rollins real quick, but I wanted to talk about name changes. Which one do you want to do first? Name changes, because I generally don't care about name changes, so it's it's going to be an easy conversation. So there was two name changes that happened this past week that everybody got up in arms for. And so on Monday, Mia Yim is no longer Mia Yim. She's now introduced as, and and I, I didn't watch Monday Night Raw, so I might botch this first part. It Was it Mai Chin or Mi Chin? It's Mi Chin. Apparently it's Korean for crazy. And so everybody was up in arms on Twitter about this. So much so that by Tuesday morning, they switched her back to Mia Yim. Yeah, but they still filed the trademark for Meechin November 7th. So maybe they'll withdraw. But I mean, what people don't understand is that WWE wants to make money off of merchandise and they want to own their intellectual property, just like any other company does. So WWE isn't going to invest a lot of money in merchandise, especially for a moderate to low end seller like a Mia Yim, unless... You know, you know they, they don't want to help her build her brand for when she's, you know, post WWE. So, yeah, it can be Mia Yin or Mia Chin. Like, so that's why the OC it was was important to them. Um, so, you know, they'll they'll sell more Mia Yim merchandise. They'll put more gas behind it if they have some of their intellectual property on that she can't be wearing their stuff. You know, in four years when she's on MLW or AW or, you know, whatever's still around at that point. Right. That's a good point. So there was a lot of uh, controversy about that name change, but she's now back to Mia Yim, right. or at least for now. Chin might be a nickname, which, yeah, I mean, that's fine. I mean, listen, being called the rattlesnake never hurts Stone Cold Steve Austin. Or Stone Correct. Cold, Thank you. That's, <laughs> for the matter. That's a, that, that's a good point. Thank you. The other one that got everybody up in arms, and I, I love this one, was um, if you recall, I know you're a big fan of NXT. Huge. You were very vocal this week that you love NXT, but you're just you're just not feeling this schism nonsense. Yeah, it's, it's too slow. And, it's like cross. And, it's and, methodical and plot. It, it's 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 plotting, but it thinks it's methodical. Yeah. <laughs> and there were some other gripes that you had about NXT. Well, always some gripes. It's developmental, so expect some. But so they've been teasing like this, like, you know, this vandal, mysterious, spooky character in promo scripts. And it's Reggie in, yeah. in a mask. And like a, he looks like a, <laughs> he looks like a Power Rangers villain. <laughs> and it's obviously Reggie because he's doing the same moves, same build. He's gotten better. In his match, he was actually pretty good. He actually wrestles like a young buck. I mean, except there's one of him. 
Yes. So, yes. Uh, I mean, so he really would, and he, he's built like a young buck. He's about 5'8", and he's, you know, he's stocky. He's, you know, but he's not ripped, but he's, he's stocky. You can tell he, he, you know, has, has muscles, but, you know, whatever. But, you know, he flies around. He's very crisp. Um, and, you know, it would be great if he had a partner. They have, they have, I mean, they keep throwing these cruiserweights at me, which drives me crazy. Like Wesley, who's got a singles title now, but is better with a partner. They've got Nathan Frazier. Some people know him as Ben Carter. They have Axiom, although he's injured. Um, you know, they got, they got a bunch of these guys to fly around. So maybe give them a partner, it can work. But this, 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 this outfit and... And without the outfit, people just know it's Reggie. And yeah, I mean, but even with the outfit, like what I loved about it, I, I, there was so much, you know, again, criticism about this that I had to go look it up. Right. I don't actively watch NXT. And so everybody was like, up and oh my God, why is Reggie in a mask? What, what is with the gimmick change? Be real guys. None of you were fucking looking for Reggie before this. Like I loved him. I think both of us loved him as the sommelier, right? I I, I love the idea of the sommelier. And there were a couple of segments with him and Dana Brooke during around this time of year, during like Thanksgiving, Christmas, where it was sweet. It was he's entertaining as a sommelier. He was entertaining as a 24-7 champion. He was even entertaining at the side of Carmella. Yeah, he was good, Carmella. They ended that too soon. So Reggie. You know, he's serviceable. Again, I'm not looking for Reggie to be the world champion, but he's entertaining. He He's definitely, you know, flashy in the ring with the flips and all that stuff. The script stuff doesn't make sense. It's like Axiom doing the math and then, then comes out as a superhero. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like this. It's like the, it's like the same. It's like the, it's like what do they have? Someone that like takes grade school courses and says, you guys flip around a lot. So let's let's make you the history guy. Let's make you the the, the gym teacher. Let's make you the, the, the music chorus. Coral. <laughs> well, somebody will be named Choir or something. Oh my God. And they never use it in their gimmick. That's going to happen next year, 20, coming 2023. Choir. Penmanship. Chorus. Yeah, I mean, Yeah. <laughs> this is. I love this fucking script shit. Well, there was another oh, one too. For two reasons. Dijak is back to John Dijak. And, there was- <laughs> and, and, and by the way, first of all, he looks he, he looks like really gigantic and actually, but he comes in and he misses the, the go to sleep. He, he's been sitting on the sidelines mostly for a year or so, waiting to come back and get repackaged. Agrees to go to NXT. So he's been waiting all this time and he, and he misses his finisher. Oh my God. You know what was my favorite part about Dijak coming back is I saw this clip too. Dijak comes back. <laughs> Who's the guy that does um, commentary with Booker T? Vic Joseph. It's not Todd Phillips. Tom Vic Phillips. Joseph. Vic Joseph. So Vic Joseph goes, oh, there he is. He's back. It's Dijak. He's back. Oh my God. And Booker T goes, who? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I tweeted this as a joke. But, I mean, actually, I think it would be a good gimmick. If he's actually out for justice in NXT, he should be patrolling the parking lot. The most dangerous place in, in wrestling <laughs> is the NXT parking lot. And that's all he should do. He should, like, he should like stop fights and, like, beat people up who are misbehaving in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking – going back to Reggie. Jeff, I love Reggie's scripts. I love – 
You know why I love it? Because it reminds Mutant Ninja Turtles are going to come and attack them. (laughs) It reminds me of of like old, late 80s, early 90s, like Blue Blazer. Like it reminds me of like those off the wall gimmicks. Duke the Dumpster Draws. Like, what the fuck? I'm the Vince was on I'm real like, yeah, we need every fucking guy to have an occupation. Let's get some blue collar jobs in there. And and, oh, we're. And let's get some people who are who are sports athletes, like a hockey player and a NASCAR driver that white people like. <laughs> oh my god, I fucking loved it. So this reminds me of hey, that. Hey Vince, how about it's a football like, player? No, basketball. Basketball? <laughs> that's not. Give me wider. Hockey. Ooh. How about a car driver? Car driver. That's Italian. NASCAR. NASCAR. Now you're talking. NASCAR. <laughs> that's, that's right. Horse racing. Yes. What are we Arabs? <laughs> We can call him. No, we can't call him Hot Rod. What do we call him? Sparky Plot. Um, Motor oil. Like, Reggie stops in between his flips. He starts fucking doing this penmanship. Shit. It's idiotic. <laughs> like he's got a fucking feather pen. It's fucking great. I mean, it's it's literally something you would see in over the movie Over the Top, or like in in the in the wrestler. It's just it, it's. Though I will tell you, if if they do like a contract signing and he supervises the handwriting, goes, I can't read that name. You have to try again. <laughs> And makes people like write things on the board like Bart Simpson. Oh my god! <laughs> it just sits so fucking off at the top. It's fucking hilarious. It just starts <laughs> this fucking pen, an imaginary pen, just scribbling in the air, and then he does hits his finishing move. What do you think? The other part is like everybody. Every he comes out in this mask, so. The the people in, in in the arena, and I know the NXT arena is like a small place, mm-hmm. right? But it only took Reggie to do like four fucking flips, and everybody's like, Reggie. Reg- well, <laughs> there goes the Robin Clark Kent disguise theory. Don't ranger thing. Um, what did you think of the NXT Iron Survivor Challenge match? I fucking love it, Jeff. Oh my god. I I I listen, I've already spoken to some people that are like, this is just like that TNA something or other, like a top of the mountain bullshit. This is fuck it's hard to revolutionize matches in professional wrestling. Wrestling's been around for over well over almost close to a hundred years in some way, shape, or form, right? Yeah. And and so when I see how they packaged this and promoted it, it is fucking brilliant. Well, go on 25 I mean, minutes, so it's it, going to be fast. So that part's good. The part that I'm worried about and the part that I am like is that because it has to be fast, it's developmental. So it really has to be booked well. Because if they book it well, this can be great. But if it, if it's booked poorly or the performers forget their spots and, and what they're supposed to do, because obviously this penalty box – and people getting purposely yes. disqualified and, and things like that is going to play, has to play prominently into the story. So this has to be a well-scripted story. So, I mean, so obviously someone like Cameron Grimes, who hasn't been featured in a while, is going to be in this match because he's got a, you're going to need some people to general it, to, to captain it. They won't screw things right, up. Right, Um It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm, I, listen, it's it's hard to try new things in wrestling, as I think you were building to. Wrestling's been around for a hundred years. Everything's been done before, so they're trying something new. 
if it's bad, okay, don't do it again or improve upon it. But if it's good, it can be a fun little thing and it's 25 minutes, but you can make it longer um, or you could put more work competitors to make it longer if, you know, whatever it is. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm ni- I'm neither panning it nor super excited about it, but I'm I'm positive on it. I'm like, let's see how it plays out. It could be cool. I'm really excited about it because again, like you, you know, not since what what what, what do you think would be like the last revolutionary match upgrade or stipulation or gimmick like Hell in a Cell? But Hell in a Cell is just like a form of a steel cage match. Only they put a ceiling on top of it, right? Maybe the pit match, the like, Lions pit match, those those are a little different. Maybe that, right? But the, yeah, but that's like UFC adjacent, right? Yeah, but it's still wrestling. So, I mean, it's... It is, it is. But I, I, guess, I guess you're I mean, right. Like that, but that that wasn't as exciting as this. Like this, this can be almost as exciting. Like I love the idea of a clock. <laughs> added to it. I love the penalty box. Yeah. I, I just, I love all of it. I, I honestly, like when I first heard about this, like looking at it on paper, it sounds like it's way overbooked. There's a lot of shit to, to keep it in mind. It has to be. But when I watched the video of HBK kind of selling it, I was like, this is fucking genius. I hope so. Why did it take 2022 to figure this out? I don't know, but I like that they try new things and NXT is developmental. So why not try to develop new kinds of matches? I mean, the, the most recent gimmick match was probably back in impact when they had the grand champion thing and they had rounds, which didn't work out very well. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. it can't be worse than that. Um, I love it. I want to talk a little bit about NWA because Billy Corgan obviously was having a meltdown. And then Nick Aldis gave his, his notice. Taryn Terrell gave mm-hmm. her notice. Nick Aldis has been panning Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan was sort of like saying, why is he bothering to do this? He could have gone out on top. You know, I'm a nice guy, blah, blah, blah. And that just gets uh, all this anger. And then Tyrus is their champion now. And <laughs> I mean, and he's getting, I mean, for better or worse, they're getting more press coverage than they have maybe ever because Tyrus has been on Fox News and he's a regular on like the Greg Gutfeld show and shit like that. And, you know, he's he's had a bunch of sexual harassment cases settled for him by Fox and there might even be some lingering allegations still around. I, I don't know. He's, you know, he was broad as clay. He doesn't seem to be a very likable guy. Um, you know, he's sort of he's sort of counter to what, you know, he's, he's obviously on Fox, so he's sort of counter to, you know, what hip thinking is. Um, I don't know, but it just feels like NWA is like this reeks of desperation. You know, when, when, when Billy Corbin's <laughs> comparing Tyrus and, and Trevor Murdoch to Brock Lesnar. And uh, I, I think, he, was it Roman Reigns or was it Bobby Lashley? But it was, one was Brock Lesnar. It's like, or like whatever it was, it's like my two big They're guys two against your two big guys. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Corgan is on, but obviously, like, I think the purpose of putting the belt on Tyrus is to get some sort of eyes from Fox News. But I don't think this is going to work. This is like AEW doing business with rap star Bow Wow. Oh, we missed that, right? Like, nobody, nobody in the AEW audience knows Bow Wow. Like, you said it best when you were like, I don't fucking know who Bow Wow is. Nobody's looking for Bow Wow in the AEW. But, but at least, I, and so, all I'll say is at least they 
promoted it before it was on this it wasn't on TV. So if you were interested in Bow Wow, you might watch it. But you're telling me that Bow Wow is like another rapper that's like like Fabulous or Trina that was either never a big deal or is under the West Side Gun uh level. Because West Side Gun's the only one I've even heard of. He's even below that. Like Bow Wow was famous maybe about 10 years ago. He's the son of Mystical. Uh, Mystical is... Uh, right, one of the Sinister Six from Swagman. I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Was it Mystical or was it the other guy, No Limit Soldier? I, I, I can't fucking care. remember. Master anyway, P? It, <laughs> Master P, right. I think he's Bow Wow might be his son. I don't know. I, what, and regardless, like... It, He's again. He's a D level rapper, right? He he his his most famous hit was when he was Little Bow Wow instead of Bow. Oh, wow. I remember now Little Bow Wow. Same guy. Okay. Oh, same guy. So they have to label him on the promo package, rap star Bow Wow. And I was arguing with somebody. I was like, like nobody knows this guy, so they had to label him Rap Star. Like, you think when Snoop Dogg shows up, they call him Rap Star Snoop Dogg? No, they just say, and Snoop Dogg will be on Dynamite. Mike Tyson. They don't say, and former boxing heavyweight champion Mike Tyson. They just say, Mike Tyson showing up Wednesday. And it's like, eh, I don't know. It was just ridiculous that they think that this is going to draw them some fucking attention like bow wow has the the the, if there's a venn diagram of aw fans and bow wow fans and them hoping that there's a big crossover like you know how like wwe brought in um what's this guy paul logan paul Mm -hmm. logan paul is drawing new eyes to wwe right when he's in the matches and i think that some of those guys are staying. Yeah, maybe. Bow Wow is not bringing in the same amount of views or yeah. eyes as Logan Paul. And the strange thing is that it's see, I didn't know who Bow Wow was. So Bow Wow seems to be in a program with Jade Jade Cargill, who's a female wrestler. So this is an intergender feud. I mean, that that's just weird. I and then you you have Bow Wow's bodyguard. Lift who who looks like top dollar by the way, he he fucking lifts up Jade Cargill and just walks her out. How embarrassing for your fucking champion! Like she's supposed to be this monster of a woman that has just decimated the women's. Like like either he was not. When you've had a long week and want to mix it up with something new and interesting to eat, try Blue Apron's two or four serving menu plans with those hard to find ingredients sure to spice up your weekend. Don't miss out on our biggest Black Friday sale ever. Choose from an ever-changing mix of high-quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and wellness offerings. Get $180 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com unique22. Hey, BJ's Wholesale Club is having their Black Friday deals. Amazing savings right now, hon. You gonna get me that new laptop I've been asking for? Well, I... No, don't tell me. I want to be surprised. How about that smartwatch with all the features? I mean... Wait, forget I asked. Just go to BJ's. I don't want to know. New TV. Alrighty then. Stop! Are you trying to ruin my surprise? Save up to 50% during BJ's amazing Black Friday deals while supplies last. Thanksgiving Day through Cyber Monday. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings. In on it or or they agreed to something really stupid to make her look bad. Like, like she should have like 
slapped him and said, you keep your hands off of me. Yes, ex- absolutely. That would have been a better leave. We don't want any trouble. We're leaving. Don't worry. We know. We get it. But we'll see you again. Yes. You know, like that. Right. Speaking of right. intergender, right. Scotty Tuhati got piled on because he didn't want to do intergender matches with like 22-year-old women and oh, he's like Scotty Duhati that guy yeah, he's like a 49 year old man and he's like he's like I know what I've done in the past but I have a 20 year old daughter and I just don't think that men hitting women even fake is, is something I want to do so don't book me to do that he's not saying don't book me on the show he's not saying nobody should do it he's just saying don't book me to do it I mean why is anyone upset with him over that stance? I mean, you know, it, you know, it's not like he's telling the booker not to run the matches. It's not like he's telling the booker uh, that nobody should ever do intergender matches. He's just saying, don't book me on a show. And then when I get there, tell me it's an intergender match. Just, just don't just put me against other guys, uh, you know, and, and in his mind, having a male doing physical combat with a, woman half his age is not something he wants his 20 year old daughter to see. And, you know, and there are, there are reasonable minds can differ on this. It's a show. It's not yeah. a show, but it's a show that simulates real violence. Blah, 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 blah. And listen, I'm not saying who's right or who's wrong, but he's entitled to his opinion. And he wasn't like being preachy about it. He's just like, it, it's obviously happened to him more than once that where it was a shock to him that that's, that's what he was going there to do. And he thought he was going to wrestle. I don't know, whatever, Bob Holly or someone, you know, or, or the Sandman. I don't know, but, uh, you know, or scripts or scripts, right. Uh, you know, or penmanship, the, the off brand scripts. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I, 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 I can't believe that he got, you know, buried for that. It's, it's, it really seems like a no big deal kind of thing. Maybe it's cause he's closer to my generation than most of the people who are burying him. But you know, if, if, if like a woman said, I didn't want to wrestle men, would she get buried? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, the internet is fucking fickle. You know this, Jeff. So, like, I th- it, I think it has to do with the fact that it's Scotty Tuhati saying this instead of somebody else. If it was, like, Kenny Omega that said it, then maybe they wouldn't have been so up in arms. Yeah, I mean, for Kenny Omega, it'd be really weird because he's, he's done it recently. But I, I don't know. It just uh, I, I don't really remember Scotty Tuhati being particularly impactful one way or another. I mean, you know, the, I know too cool with Rikishi. They did the dancing. Yay. And the worm. I mean. And the worm. Yeah. I mean, right. I don't remember him like being like, you know, anti-woman or pro-woman or, you know, uh, anything other than having spiked hair and doing the worm and that. Anyway, I just thought it was a weird thing. I keep saying the show you need to call Kyle Jeff is weird, but uh, <laughs> it, it struck me as an odd thing to get buried over. It, it's also an odd thing for him to go on social media about like, like, like couldn't he just like tell bookers when they try to contact him or put it on his webpage or something, you know, his booking site. So, I mean, I guess if you live on social media, you, you sort of ask for things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey Jeff, before you move on to the next topic, uh, going back to Reggie. Oh my just god! Real quick. <clears throat> you know, everybody was so critical about Reggie and scripts and and hating on it. But you know what? And I don't think that this was a coincidence at all. And I don't know if you noticed this today, Jeff, but uh, the day before Thanksgiving, the stock market is open, and WWE hit a fifty-two week high today. Pretty sure it has nothing to do with scripts. I'm pretty sure that it has to do with scripts. Okay. 
Great. Good point. So uh, Jeff Hardy's pre-trial has been postponed again. It's been postponed to December 21st. So, yeah. Conventional wisdom is they're trying to work out a, a plea bargain. He's probably doing a whole bunch of community service and, you know, treatment and shit like that. A, a, him working for AW could be considered community service, right? Um, I think he gets paid for it. By the way, speaking of that, the, the reality show thing, Jericho was revealed as the mass singer this week. And G. Raver got jailed this week for possession of heroin and paraphernalia. Most people probably don't know who G. Raver is, but he was a deathmatch wrestler. And you may remember him because he's the one who had shirts drawn saying, fuck Jim Cornette, and Jim Cornette sued him. So that was a, a pretty big uh, story about four years ago, three years ago. Um, I was tangentially involved in it, but for the sake of you know, not trying to put myself over, you know, or make this at all about me. Uh, I won't go into it, but G Raver jailed. Uh, he's, he was seriously injured a few times and, uh, you know, it's not like he could wrestle again, but you know, uh, from what I've heard through the grapevine, this, this doesn't surprise anyone. Um, Oh, what a shame. Get well soon. G Raver. Right. In, in jail. All right, so Survivor Series. Let's let's. So, I'm not. Is the card even finalized for Survivor Series? Well, let's see. Let's let's go to trusty old Wikipedia. Um, it looks like there are. Oh wow, there's about uh, five matches on the card as of right now. This is pre Thanksgiving night. Let's go through this card. Let's start with. Uh, one of the oh no they they changes to war games matches. So let's start with the women's war games match. It is beyond the team of Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Oscar, and Meechin, and to be announced versus Damage Control. That is Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley. Uh, Jeff, your thoughts on the build to this match, and are you looking? Who is going to be the announce the the mystery partner of the faces? I mean, I think the build has been fine, but I think the damage control is uninteresting, and Bianca coupled with Oscar and Alexa really isn't. There's really not a lot of chemistry there either. So, I mean, I think it's a a lot of meh as far as who is the fifth person. I mean, waiting this long, it's got to be someone big. It's got to be someone that's going to be a surprise that should be pleasant. It's in a face position. So like a Charlotte doesn't make sense. People were saying Candice LeRae, that would be a pooper. And why would they announce it on SmackDown? Not that the brands really matter. Um, some people are saying Beth Phoenix, but because Mia Yim, Meechin, is the counter to Rhea, why would it be Beth Phoenix? Because her issue is with Rhea. So why would there be two people there that are supposed to be opposed to um, uh, Rhea? And also, we haven't seen hide nor hair of Edge, so I don't really see Beth coming back without Edge. Um, word on the street is Becky Lynch. Uh, I know a lot of people think it's supposed to be Sasha or Naomi, but I think Sasha and Naomi come back as a package. Plus, Sasha is still in Mexico training. She's the, with Juventud Guerrero, and Bailey was just down there with her, her wifey, as she calls her. Um, so I think it's either going to be Becky, who I'm a little bit surprised that she's well enough to do it this quickly, or it'll be like like a 
Trish or Lita or maybe like Mickey James, like a blast from the past. And, you know, Mickey James would be interesting because that basically oh. guarantees the Nick all this is coming, you know, following her, you know, next month. Uh, but I'm going to go with Becky Lynch. And I'm going to say the faces win. And if Becky is not 100%, she can come. She can, you know, you know, do her part, score the pinfall. And then, you know, we don't have to see her again for, you know, until the rumble or what have you. Would you be disappointed if it's Dana Brooke? Very much so. What about you mean penmanship? It was. <laughs> Don't get me started. Listen, every time you bring up scripts, stock goes up, man. Which is good for me. I'm a share calligraphy. Color- that that would be a really good wrestling mm-hmm. name. And now sheet music coming in in the red tights <laughs> in the red tights weighing 425 pounds corner source code calligraphy <laughs> binary <laughs> oh my <DOS> God. based <laughs> and it's me <laughs> it's me saying there what is what does control Z do what why, why did I lose my screen <laughs> Tech support. I keep I keep calling tech support. They don't pick up for me anymore. So yeah, I'm, I'm picking the I'm picking the faces to to win this one. I I I would pick the face. I don't know. Uh, I mean, if it it depends on who the mystery opponent the, the mystery partner is. I think if the mystery partner is Becky Lynch, the faces win. If the mystery partner is a dud, like Brooke or Oh, a dewdrop or anyone short of Ava Marie. I mean, if Ava Marie, if it's Ava Marie, then they're winning. Um, yeah, I, I think I mean, uh, Emma, faces, Emma's taking the pin, you know. Yeah, right. If it's Emma, they're, yeah, that the faces are losing. Um, all right. I think it's going to be Becky, though. Yeah. Let's talk about the women's SmackDown championship it is what the fuck i didn't even know that they got here ronda rousey versus shotzi what has shotzi done she won, to get a she won the number one contenders match. match where the vince booked six six women match and whoever wins you know the, the thing that vince did every three weeks there triple h has picked up right where he left yeah shotzi won that and uh i mean i don't think there's any doubt that that shotzi will be the the game scrappy underdog but that ronda will win Yeah, Ronda's got to Ronda's got to squash her, right? Like, this has got to be just a complete annihilation. Well, it'd probably be an eight to nine minute match. You're fucking out of your mind. I think it's going to be a four minute match. I don't think they do squash us on pay per views. I just don't think so. I don't know, man. This has got to be a squash. Are they building anything else up for Ronda? Is it is it going to be like Ronda versus Shayna? Well, I know Shayna and, and Ronda. Yeah, well, Shayna's her muscle, so maybe the, the, you know down the road. Obviously, all teams break up, but I think that Shotzi and Raquel Rodriguez are sort of a team. So I think it might be Raquel again, even though we just saw that a couple of months ago. But that's why I don't think they're going to bury Shotzi because I think that they want Shotzi and Raquel to be a. Um, a serviceable real tag team. Hmm. Okay. 
At least they're doing something with Shotzi. I always used to think. Now, it would be funny um, if they brought Tegan Knox back and, and Hunter thinks that's a big deal. And she attacks Shotzi, says, they fire me and you go out and you find yourself a new tag team partner. I mean, that, that, that you know, because that's a story, but nobody would know or remember that Tegan Knox and Shotzi no, Black no, Blackheart were, uh, uh, well, there isn't a Shotzi Blackheart in my, Anyway, I'm Rhonda. Yeah, I'm going to pick Rhonda here. Um, Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory for the triple threat match. We haven't really gotten into this. Um, I know that um, I think the last show we were talking about Austin Theory losing the Money in the Bank match and then us speculating on whether he's buried or not, because a lot of people online were saying he wasn't and we were right. And we were right. And, but the one thing that we didn't know was that he was going to come back with this edgy, gruffier look. Guy who grows a beard. He seems like he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's, I like him. I like I like the new theory. It gives him a different um, angle. What do you think? I like it too. I mean, I think everyone remembers. I thought that they were going to, that he had lost his way, and they would put him back with that group, which would help Johnny and Candice and Loomis because they're all sort of floundering, doing nothing interesting. But since Hunter, you know, has boners for his NXT people, he probably doesn't see that. Um, this match is the hardest one for me to call. I, I mean, obviously Rollins has been strong. They want to keep him on top. Lashley has been strong, but maybe strong enough that it doesn't matter if he loses or not, but it always hearts, breaks my heart for Lashley to lose. But I don't even want Lashley to be the U.S. champion. I don't want him to be in the U.S. champion picture. I want him to be reforming the Hurt business and going for the, the WWE title from Roman. Um and this new edgy theory, I mean, should get some sort of payoff. I don't think the title change. I think somehow Rollins retains. Um, Lashley probably eats the pin. Um, probably because he has somebody in the in the hurt lock, but maybe theory, you know, uh, breaks it up and, you know, and, and while they're, you know, and something happens and then Rollins curb stomps theory out of it. Anyway, I don't want to book it. I'm just going to say Rollins retains Lashley's probably the pin eater. Yeah. I, I, I think you're right. This is a tough one because you've got these three guys that are again, very, very strong right now. Right. You've got theory that can't afford to, I guess he could afford taking an L, but really shouldn't though. You know, he's been, he shouldn't be right after getting this repackaged, angry, you know, um, I'm bitter kind of treatment. Seth is Seth. I mean, I, he can, can he afford an L? Yeah, sure. But should he right now? No. And Bobby Lashley too. But Bobby Lashley, I think is probably the guy that can afford to take an L because in typical WWE booking. And if we follow your narrative that, Bobby's going to be the guy that's going to take one of the belts off of Roman. What's right after Survivor Series in two months? We've got the Rumble, but the Royal but Rumble. Even we, and so, even if, if we don't follow my narrative, that narrative, Rollins is in a in a in a story. Theory is in a character story. Lashley really is just still Lashley. He's not really in any story. He's just sort of big, strong, tough guy. Wins most of his matches. People are afraid of him. Respect him. So, I mean, there's really, right. There's, but he's like, he's like Drew McIntyre right now. He's, he's 
floating near the top of the car, but he doesn't. He's not really doing anything specific, so he can take the loss. He can take the loss, and then you build him right back up by having him win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, good, but I don't think he's going to no. win. The, I mean, I mean, I think that's, I think that's for Cody. Possibly, we'll see. We'll see if Cody's back. And then the last match that we've got is the. Uh, oh no! Wait, is it no? Oh no! We've got another singles yeah, match. There's, there's at least two matches. Finley versus AJ in- with the OC in AJ's corner and Judgment Day sans Rhea, we think in Finn's corner. That's right. Right now they're showing um, Mia Yim and Rhea Ripley in the corners, but we'll see if this is before their match or after. Um, you know what I find interesting, just aside from Styles and Finn, which I think this match should be really good. Um, the trouble is they're not going to over. When you've had a long week and want to mix it up with something new and interesting to eat, try Blue Apron's two or four serving menu plans with those hard to find ingredients sure to spice up your weekend. Don't miss out on our biggest Black Friday sale ever. Choose from an ever-changing mix of high-quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and wellness offerings. Get $180 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com unique22. Hey, BJ's Wholesale Club is having their Black Friday deals. Amazing savings right now, hon. You gonna get me that new laptop I've been asking for? Well, I... No, don't tell me. I want to be surprised. How about that smartwatch with all the features? I mean... Wait, forget I asked. Just go to BJ's. I don't want to know. New TV. Alrighty then. Stop! Are you trying to ruin my surprise? Save up to 50% during BJ's amazing Black Friday deals while supplies last. Thanksgiving Day through Cyber Monday. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings. For Shadow, any of these other matches on the card, right? They're not going to, like, put on a five-star match and out out, uh, shine Roman Reigns. Um, but this Dominic Mysterio thing, what is up with him calling his dad a deadbeat? It's, it's not like the story is like, Ray was like, fuck you. I'm going out for a pack of cigs, right. son. Right. I mean, <laughs> he never showed back yeah, up. I mean, like, like, like we don't see them wearing everything they wear as Louis Vuitton. I mean, come on. <laughs> right, right. I, I cannot tell you how disinterested I am in Dominic. And I know that people say, oh, he's getting heat. But if you really pay attention, he doesn't get heat. Rhea gets heat. Him with Rhea gets heat. But when it's just him, nothing. If he's just there with the guys or just with Finn, Nothing. He's he's a zero. Um, anyway, that's a. I, I I just feel like the the heels have been winning a lot here. I think that AJ has to win this one. Um, even though Judgment Day should be the faction that that has more of a long term future, but I, I think that mm-hmm. AJ steals this one. Yeah, I think Finn Balor wins. Okay. All right. Well, there's our first disagreement. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a lot of the people on the outside getting things, you know, getting involved, and someone's going to, you know, so someone's going to get hit accidentally. Um, if the women are there, and, and I mean, Rhea's been making the OC lose a lot of matches. Maybe this is a time for Meechin to make uh, the Judgment Day lose a match. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like AJ Styles oh. is going to has has to win. You know. 
one out of every three or four matches he's on a pay-per-view so that when it's really important, he loses. Right, right. And then the last match that we have, which is probably the main event, and this is the men's war games match. It's the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Ridge Holland. Have I told you how much I hate Ridge Holland? Yeah. <clears throat> Butch, still identified as Butch, by the Good. way. Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens, who might be going into this match with, what is it, a separated shoulder or yeah. a torn ACL? It was, a, it was a knee, but clearly his knee is okay. And they are facing off against the Bloodline, Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, Sami Zayn, and the Usos. Bloodline's got to win, right? Well, conventional wisdom is that Bloodline doesn't win. This is where they tease the the dissension within the Bloodline and that either Sammy or Jay mm-hmm. takes the pin because of Sammy. Uh, and that's probably what's going to happen. But I'm going to go against the conventional wisdom. When Kevin Owens was in there, he doesn't really fit with these guys, you know, not just because he just doesn't have an accent. He just he's never really been friendly with any of them. And when he was in the ring with them on Raw, sitting on the turnbuckle, he looked pretty disinterested. He didn't look like he was really enjoying being part of this team. Uh, so I think that actually Kevin Owens, I mean, and you got plenty of, I mean, Butch can take a pin. Sheamus can take a pin. Ridge Holland, God knows, can take pins. Uh, I think that the bloodline, I think they they ride this story. I think the bloodline and keep winning this thing despite themselves. And it might be because Kevin Owens doesn't do what he's supposed to do to Sami Zayn. It's of their own. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's the interesting part of this uh, storyline. And when I heard about Kevin Owens getting injured at the house show a, a week or so ago, I thought this is brilliant. They're going to send Roman's going to ask Sammy to take him out and Sammy's going to have second thoughts. And it's, it works well for the story that they've been telling with Roman and the bloodline and Sammy, but that's not the way they went, but that's not to say that they can't try that this Saturday at Survivor Series during this match. I'm just, right? you know, I always try and think too hard about things, and I usually get one wrong, and I kick myself over it later. This is probably going to be the match, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. I, I think if there's one where my overthinking works, it's to keep the top act in all of wrestling, hot the bloodline, and I'm, and I don't believe Hunter when he says he doesn't counter book, and I think with the elite coming back. I think he wants to keep his bloodline on top. There's plenty of time between now and WrestleMania to, you know, to to have Kevin and Sammy rejoin and, and go against the Usos. And by the way, I don't think anybody would complain if that story was put off until SummerSlam. Right. I agree. So that's fine. Well, yeah. that, that's Survivor Series. Jeff, what else we got? Uh, let me do some ratings because uh, we got a bunch of weeks worth. Um Impact, going back to uh, November 3rd, I couldn't find them. It was 56,000 down 45,000 from the prior week. Um, There was some, there was like a game, there was a big game that night. Um, November 10th, 94,000, so it went up 38,000. Then November 17th, 109,000, they went up by 15,000. So Impact's on a little bit of a surge these days. New Japan, I couldn't find anything on them for weeks and weeks and weeks, but I did find November 3rd and November 10th. Or it's November 10th and 17th. I'm not sure which we suppose. 45,000 and 38,000. Not great. SmackDown uh, last week, 2.264 million, which was up a buck 26. 
Rampage uh, two weeks ago did 456, which was up 1,000. But the most recent Rampage um, was uh, 445, down 11,000. Oh, by the way, the, the, the SmackDown I said was actually two SmackDowns ago. The more recent SmackDown was down 32,000, 2 million point two three two um raw uh two weeks ago 1.648 million which was an increase of eighty five thousand or eighty six thousand this past week was 1.646 so down two thousand basically the same nxt the last two weeks 663 thousand and then this week 624 thousand so it went down thirty nine thousand so i guess it's not going to catch uh dynamite well, maybe we haven't seen Dynamite's numbers yet. Last week we already talked about Dynamite plunged to eight eighteen, down one hundred twelve thousand. NWA the last three weeks. So the the most recent show is their season premiere. So it's at sixty seven thousand. But the shows before the season premiere, before the pay per view, the two weeks ago twenty seven thousand, and three weeks ago thirty five thousand. So it doesn't seem like they're doing so great. And last year's season premiere or last season their seasons are half years so their last season premiere was i think was in the 90s or maybe even maybe even six digits mlw is finally back on the air they they aired their battle royal or battle bowl whatever they call it by the way Jack, jacob fatu won enzo thought he won but he didn't uh they have thirty one thousand people viewing and it's been up for five days elevation the last three weeks uh and dark i'm just gonna say that the 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 between these two shows, the low was 117,000 and the high was 229,000 going back three weeks. So, you know, you can you can see the range there for the AW YouTube shows. Wow. By the way, I did get the the October 16th and the 23rd and 30th was 216,000, 266,000, 263,000. So it did drop back out of that 335,000 from a few weeks ago. And November 6th, the most recent show that I have numbers for was 229,000. So it looks like it's settling back down again, but who knows? We'll see. Um, The only other sort of news was that, you know, which really shouldn't be news is that they want Steve Austin to do another WrestleMania match, and he's a, seems like he's amenable to it. But you know, a couple of injuries. Abaddon and Ali apparently got injured again. Oh, yeah, no. Abaddon got injured at a at a indie show, not AEW. I'm not sure about Ali. And there's a bunch of rumors that Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona coming back to WWE. We already talked about the Aldises, and for whatever reason. Rumors keep time. Bronson Reed coming back to WWE. And also there was a report that Bray Wyatt wanted Bo and Eric Rowan to be, if not re-signed, at least part of his um, Uncle Howdy, Uncle Harper, Bray Wyatt story. And there's some speculation that Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight might be added to this card. I don't really think so, but uh, I'm not sure. It's it's not the feud I would have picked because I wouldn't, I don't want, you know, because Bray obviously has to win this feud and I don't want LA Knight to be losing feuds. I want him to win, but uh, I don't know. I guess you have to make hard choices for good programming, but uh, I don't know if it's on the show. So uh, if it is, I'm picking Bray. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um. Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green is interesting, but I think they're not going to debut until Royal Rumble. Yeah, That's and like- I mean Chelsea Green is the fifth would would not be exciting. You know, Taryn Terrell, who was no, she was I forgot her name in WWE. That wouldn't be exciting. Emma 
you know, the, the, the other one that, 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 was, that we talked about earlier, that was talked about, Tegan Knox. I mean, none, none of the Candice LeRae, none of those would be an exciting fifth to make us wait until the day before the pay-per-view. It's, it's got to be either a surprising return. You know, I guess the swerve would be Charlotte on the face team. And then, you know, obviously she's, she's going to be the, the snake in the grass there. Um, but I, I don't think yeah. it's Charlotte. That, that, that's... That that's not sports entertainment booking to, to put Charlotte in there. It's you know no, it's, it's no. going to be a back year or like a sense. Trish. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I think that's everything, right, Jeff? I think we covered all all the stuff from the last couple I weeks. Think so yeah, I mean, I got a lot of checks and lines scratched out through my pad, and the only things that aren't aren't things that are that require anything of important. So. Uh, yeah, we can make fun of Tony Khan for saying that he's been cutting a lot of costs, as we point out. They signed Soraya, Renee Paquette, Jeff Jarrett, Bandito, Ar Fox, um, you know, the, uh, you know, Takashita, Takashita. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's cutting costs all over the place as he's adding more and more people all the time. I guess you know, good for those people. Junakiyama. I don't think Nakayama signed, but uh, but he's but he's he's paying the booking fees. Ishii, he's paying the booking fees. I mean, but yeah. just just like I said, Jeff, who's looking for June and it's November? Nobody's looking for June. Nobody's looking for June and November. Come on now, especially not me. Um, all right, guys. Yeah, I'm an insight. Guys, this has been episode 106 of the Hammerlock Hangover. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in. Much appreciated. Um, Jeff, let's do final plugs. Wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving and be out. Yeah, you can find me at IcarusFellMD on Twitter. Please follow. I will generally follow back if you're a real person. Um, you can also find me oftentimes on the PWC and the networks that we cross pollinate with, which often is Channel Attitude, Vince Russo's channel. I'm on, on Cage Slot and Hameen Media Group. Uh, uh, on K. Uh, shows yeah on cage and also the skirmish is, is on there and also the, the there was a couple of uh pay-per-view um preview and review shows on there as well uh, my non-wrestling podcast garden of doom garden views um garden of doom is pretty esoteric it, it's a uh, history alternative history things that go bump in the night ufology uh i've Recent episodes have a episode with a shaman, and then I also have a have a professor doing comparative mythology. Uh, and I I think I'm going to drop tomorrow Thanksgiving surprise bonus episode, which is actually from the Drew Yari show. So it's a crossover between Garden of Doom and the Drew Yari show with Anthony Missionary Thomas from Wrestling Soup. So shout out to them who actually came on and hung out with us for about 45 minutes or maybe longer. And basically, Get out. basically Drew gave me a homework assignment on like some of like villain and demons he liked from certain horror movies and to try to say what they're all about in real life is there if there is anything and yeah we, we got into it and so i'm calling it garden of droom semicolon that time mish got stuck in quicksand um so so oh. check out that show hopefully you'll like it uh this week, I think I'm putting on someone that's a companion show, which will work really well with the shaman and the proto and the comparative mythology show, because there's a lot of stuff about the Indo-Europeans and things like that that's there. I'm working on a King Arthur month also. I've got two shows in the book there as well. So, a, a what? A King Arthur? Yeah, King month? Arthur month. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I have so far two Arthur shows, and they're 
very different. And I have a feeling that the other people I've talked about, Arthur, they're also going to have it. If there's four very different shows, I'll do an Arthur month. If it turns out they're not so different, I'll just face them out. <laughs> but but the two I have are very different. And I know that one, I already sort of know where the other one is going. I know that I'm going to have at least three very different. The fourth one is the variable. Are any of those Arthur shows about Arthur the drunk guy um, that was played by Dudley Moore? No, none about that Arthur. None of them about the like the wombat of the cartoon. And now they're all about they're all about King Arthur. Um, you know, Celtic legend. All right. Okay. Welsh, maybe. You know, I don't know. Anything else? Garden Views is also on the same feed. Dropped a show on uh, more space law uh, recently, and also estate taxes. So, uh, and I'm interviewing someone Friday, uh, a young woman from Belgium who is expert on Russian and Soviet space law, but also is a big advocate for for preventing light pollution. So we're going to have a little bit of uh, Cold War stuff, and then we're going to have a little bit of uh, uh, you know progressivism, uh, you know, on on one show. I'm a booking madman. I'm a oh, booking really? machine. I've, I've got, uh, I'm talking to like a ghost hunter researcher tomorrow. I've got uh, the, the guy who, I don't know, knows everything and like is good friends with Roseanne Barr. We're working on all sorts of things. Okay. Oh, you're talking to Tom Arnold. No, 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 no. A guy named John Barneswell. He's from Detroit. But uh, yeah, oh. no, he's, he, he owns the biggest uh, occult bookstore in the country. Um, and I don't know. This oh. is, I, I'm, I'm booking into February. Very good, man. You're very impressive. You are nonstop. Guys, if you're uh, at all looking for me, I mean, uh, sometimes I hang out on Twitter at Big Daddy Cool. Sometimes. And and, uh, if you ever want to reach the show, you can email us at hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. That's hammerlockhangover, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. And Twitter, you can find us at hammerlockho. That's at Hammerlock HO. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the show for this week. We will catch you in two weeks with Summer, not Summer Slam, Survivor Series review and the latest news and results from around the world in wrestling. Do you know what Billy Corgan's new thing is? I just saw this on Breaking News. It's going to be NWA versus AAA at a Smashing Pumpkins concert. Oh, I love it. I would do that. I, I don't know why it's taken him so long to do this, but obviously he's he's desperate for money. Hey, that'll draw more than little Bow Wow. I mean, probably. Yeah, I, I think so. It's yeah. The, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you, Jeff. And um, wishing everybody a happy Thanksgiving. For the third time. Stay evil, my friends. Hey, BJ's Wholesale Club is having their Black Friday deals. Amazing savings right now, hon. You gonna get me that new laptop I've been asking for? Well, I... Oh, don't tell me. I want to be surprised. How about that smartwatch with all the features? I mean... Wait. Forget I asked. Just go to BJ's. I don't want to know. New TV. Alrighty then. Stop! Are you trying to ruin my surprise? Save up to 50% during BJ's amazing Black Friday deals while supplies last. Thanksgiving Day through Cyber Monday. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings. Some people celebrate the holidays, but you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the mantle, and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold, cold brew that's as festive as you. 
topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked out domination. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary, limited time offer, terms apply.